I'd like to start this episode off with a, a PSA about something very serious that I'm going to turn into a joke, kind of. And I want to start with this quote. Disclaimer. This is very, this is very relevant to the story. And it goes as such. Red flags. Dead ass be screaming in my face and my dumb ass be like, well, maybe they're orange. I don't know. And I preface the story with that because identity theft is not a joke, Christian. <laughs> Millions of families suffer every year. And I was almost one of them. Earlier this week, I there was a $5.99 charge on my Amazon account, Prime Video. Didn't know what it was for, so I called what I thought was Amazon. And I thought it was Amazon for two hours on the rent, phone. Renting Miami Beach Babes Stop. again. Stop. So I, I thought it was Amazon. I thought it was Amazon for two hours on the phone. Red flags literally screaming in my face. We get to the point, and this is the biggest red flag. Here's red flag number one. Oh, yeah, we'll get that charge back on, but we need to make sure your account's working, so you need to purchase this gift card, but we're going to refund it. We just need to see if your account works. You'll get a confirmation email. So go ahead and uh, we'll just have to... We have to download this thing. We'll walk you through it. So they took control of my screen at work. Red flag number one. <laughs> That's big red. There's several little ones. How but far big does red this flag. rabbit hole go? Let me just, I'll just tell you. Okay. That's weird, but okay. They said they were Amazon. Hi, this is Amazon. So I assume they were. Uh, That's when they brought up the Nigerian prince. No. No. <laughs> okay, Cool. Purchase the gift cards. Oh, we didn't. We just got to wait. It takes a little bit to um, to get the um, the confirmation email. Go ahead and log into your email. God, this cat. Go ahead and log into your email. Okay, I log into my email. No email. Okay. Sometimes Walmart works faster. Go to Walmart, online Walmart. Uh, buy the gift, the same gift card. So I do, cause I'm a dumbass. And then, oh, that confirmation still isn't coming. Uh, so we can't verify your account. You got to stay on the line. Okay. You have to, let's try one more gift card. So right now I'm $250 in gift cards that they're like, and we're going to refund these. You're not going to be charged at all. Oh, no. This is the stuff that I tell my grandparents and my mom oh. do not do. I called them thinking it was Amazon help, customer service. Didn't even look at where I was getting the number from. So we're going about hour one, get disconnected. You'd think that was God just being like, okay, this is not them. Do not answer their call when they call back and do not call them back. I answer the call when they call back. All right. Yeah, we got this. I'm like, yeah, I was talking to a, a James. Oh, yeah, that was me. That was the same guy. Like, no, his name was James. He's like, oh, it's Jason. I'm, that it was a different guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's in the same Martha. room. He's in the same room. Okay. Uh, about 30 minutes later. Um, all right. This is just something to verify your account. Stay on the line with us. Uh, just fill out the information. My name, address, last four digits of my social yeah, security number, no. telephone number, birthday. Yeah. So I hesitate. And he's like, just, you got to have some peace of mind. It's, you, you got to trust us. It's, and this red flag's right there. They're controlling my screen. Watch me. So I type it all in thinking I need this $5.99 back. But they hooked me in oh. by buying $250 worth of gift cards oh. and saying we have to do this to get rid of those. 
So I'm like, okay, a little fishy, but I'm I'm in now. I'm in at this point. Okay, tell us when your screen goes black, and then we can verify your account. It'll take about 15 minutes. Okay, it went black. Okay, good. Stay on the line. He goes away. I don't know what they're doing. So about five minutes in, I get a call from my bank. And I'm like, I better take this. So I put that call on hold. Hi, there has been suspicious activity in your bank account. Because, oh, I forgot. I logged into my bank account while they were controlling my screen too. So they saw that. Um, Did you make a purchase of $928 coming from Seattle, Washington? I'm like, nope. So they take me, they, I'm yep. like, yep, that's not me, <laughs> unauthorized that, put a hold on the account, freeze it, whatever. I get back on the phone with the other guy, I'm like, hey, there was a, a, a transaction that I think is related to this call, I should have just hung up. He's like, yeah, no, I lost you, and I'm like, I think it was related to, to this call, and he's like, did you authorize it? I'm like, no, and then I hung up and panicked, they had control of my screen, I couldn't get, I couldn't escape. I shut it down, so I just held the button and drowned it, you know? I don't know what they saw. I don't know what they got. But there was the $928 got gone. We caught that. Froze the account. Had to get a new card and cut that one up. Um, I had to call some credit agencies the next oh. day, Social Security to make sure I'm good. No. No charges have been since, but I had a couple things I had to dispute. No. no. So long story short, whether you get a call or whether you call, do not ever let somebody control your screen unless it's like legit, like an IT company. Don't ever give out any portion of your social security number. I think I dodged it. I can't it. believe you did that. Me neither. It was so dumb. What is... There was so many red flags, but the, how they get you is, well, we, those, we can't refund the $250 in gift cards if you don't stand the line, we're trying to verify your account. So I'm like, okay, this was offered a five dollars like and ninety nine cent charge. In a, in a lake where somebody keeps tying cinder blocks to your feet, and you're like, oh, this is fishy. Yeah, that's so, kind of getting heavy there. Why am I agreeing? That don't was let stupid. anybody sign your checks. As what's his face, Danny DeVito? No, that was what's Ben. What's Ben Stiller's? Ben Hur? No, Ben Stiller's dad. What was his name? Jerry. That was Jerry Stiller in Heavyweights. Anyway, don't do that. Don't Google search customer service. Just go to their website, find their number on there. Should have done that. Don't know why I didn't. And if it is somebody who's trying to scam you and they try to tell you they're Amazon, they just go, but you're not. Yes, yeah, say that Amazon. and hang the <laughs> fuck up. Christian, are you recording? I'm recording, but I'm still in disbelief of that. Yeah, me too. Wow. All right, we got Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn Part 1, Breaking Dawn Part 2, Sparkles, all of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Collins' mansion. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's a Sequel Men podcast and it starts right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another new episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. This is, we've reached the end. We've reached the end of the Twilight Saga. We've watched all of them. It took us a year, but we made it. I'm yeah. one of your hosts, yeah. Christian Bring It All, and with me is... Spencer, hi. How are you? And I just want to reiterate, we are the Sequel Men, and what we do is go through Hollywood's biggest and smallest ones that you like ones that you don't film franchises and we talk about them if it has a sequel we talk about them and we go through break them down have a wrap up and we're in the wrap up right now and to my immediate right in my ear christian's left ear in both of your ears if you're a listener we have one of my friends from high school that i haven't spoken to in several years we went bowling at a birthday party one time and chucked a ball off the lane marley Hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, welcome, Marley. How are things, and are you ready to talk Twilight? Uh, things are awesome, and I am super excited to talk Twilight. To be honest, I don't get a lot of people that want to talk Twilight, so I'm going to take every <laughs> opportunity I can. You cut out, but I think it, it caught you in the recording. But uh, that's good, because I'll be honest, like I told you before the show, words that I never, ever thought would come out of my mouth were would, would are, are, I'm about, are about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I am psyched to talk Twilight tonight. And I don't know if I'm more excited because we're finally done with it, <laughs> or I'm just excited to look back at all the You're good memories. You're just a hater. Yeah, I am. So Marley, how Twilight? Explain your fandom. How'd you get into it? Are you are you hardcore? Your books and movies? Uh well, yes, I'll, I'll say books and movies. Um, to start it off, I believe I watched the Twilight movie um, in theaters first before I actually began reading the books. Um, so the first movie hooked me. I apologize because that's terrible. I was very young. Um, mm. But then I read all of the books and watched every single movie um, in theaters at least once from there on out. At least once. I like that detail. We're exactly <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, in fact, I'll probably never touch the books, especially after watching the movies. I've said it earlier on another that episode. Is- I almost wanted to read them. I almost wanted to read the books. And... You sent me something earlier today that I want you to share. It's just a, it's a, it's kind of a funny little coincidence. It was, it was a memory on your Facebook. What'd that say? Oh, it popped up. yes. A uh, memory on my Facebook today was from uh, October 29th, 2012. Uh, my status Whoa. update was 18 days until breaking dawn. So I had a movie countdown it, for the release. I mean, we're talking all of them, but that's just kind of a fun little coincidence there that uh, we're talking Twilight, what, 28, not 20, eight years to the day we're that you about, started the countdown. Right. We're almost a week past Breaking Dawn. We are. <laughs> since we watched the last one. I, yeah. I really liked it. So I I just, I remember your, um, I, I knew you were a, a, a Twilight fan, but I wanted to open it up to the public to see who who still was a fan and you commented on the post and i was like okay good then she's in but um we're excited we're excited um yeah 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 you are also 
an actress, essentially. Yes. You're in theater. Mm-hmm. A little bit about you. What's that? Uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a chance to plug anything that you want to plug at the beginning. You have, Do you still do that jewelry thing? Yes. Yes, I uh, I work from home. I have a, an earring business um, mm. as one of my many projects. What's it called? What What's your page? What's how can they? How can people find? Yes, you? they can find me under um, Leather and Lace Boutique um, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then I do have. I'll shout out another project of mine, or actually, I guess a couple of projects. But I am cool the president of our community theater here in Ionia, and I am the theater director for our high school here in Ionia. So um, high school doesn't necessarily have a Facebook page, but Ionia Community Theater does. So um, like the Facebook page to check out or to um, hear about all of our upcoming things that we've got going on. Yeah, so if you're a fan of theater, uh, Ionia High School, the uh, Ionia Community Theater they, I, I did some plays when I was in middle school, and then it stopped because sports. But, and this is for, I mean, this is if you're in the area, you know, check mm-hmm. out Ionia at the Community Theater. It's yeah. good work. Um, but I, I went, I went to a couple shows. One that I remember going to, and this was a high school show, mm-hmm. but it was the High School Musical that you were in, and you played Gabriella. Okay. So the lead there. Uh huh. So we're just digging into your whole history, here. but <laughs> we can we how, can we can get to Twilight. Here how now. is are you doing the theater directing right now as well? Um. So we're kind of on a little break. Um. Just because. Mm. Okay. You know what everything that's going on right now. We're really working yeah, on that's, virtual. Yeah. So okay. we're planning a couple of um, virtual events um, for both of my programs actually kind of tied around holiday themes but vastly different holiday themes um but yeah that's that's mm-hmm. our current project nice okay. so i own your community theater yes look them up and if you're in the area it's in it's like between grand rapids and i or uh, i it's and lansing in in Mich- <laughs> no between grand rapids and lansing <laughs> in michigan but if you're ever in around if you ever hear about i own they have good place good theater once theater stuff starts really going again mm-hmm. Give them a like, follow them. It's good stuff. It's fun. It's it's quality is what it is. I, it makes me wish that I I almost came out of quote unquote retirement several years ago when you announced that you were doing uh, Shrek the musical. I'm like, here's my big break. Ah, but boy. the driving distance because I lived here, it wouldn't have made sense. But I thought about it for a good solid four days. You should have. But, uh, that was our. I know. I think. That was our top uh, performing musical Mm. in years. Uh, Our top money maker. Oh, man. Top, top. You could have been Donkey. Could have been Shrek. (laughs) I'm big. I could have been Shrek. Donkey. Okay. Twilight. We're talking Twilight. Michael Myers. (laughs) Or no, Mike Myers. (laughs) The Halloween. My my accent would would, uh, eventually just diminish... And it'd just be me going. It'd be Austin Powers. It'd be, by the it'd end be of too it. far over the top. Oh, I'd be talking like this. I don't get. All right. Wow. So let's get into Twilight. So how we do this is we have some categories here, and I'm just gonna dive right in. Our first category for the night, and you give input too. I didn't prepare you for this one, but uh, we're gonna do our top three outfits. Yeah, I didn't. He didn't prepare. Top me for three this outfits. So, oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. 
Maybe this will just be my segment. I don't know. Well, you can comment. Th- you comment. I want to hear your comments on it. So I'll just start at number three, and I'll just get into okay. it. Twilight. Now, I don't remember which one these people were in, except for the top two. Okay, number three. Tanya? Was that a character? Tanya? I don't I She had the ice power. She had, like, the oh, electric yes, power, so right? Oh, yeah. She's one of the Denali's. Oh, yeah, Breaking Dawn, sure. And um, I got the outfit up right here. Let me see that. And the reason that this is number three is, and I'm going to sound like just like a uh, typical dude because she's hot. She's very beautiful. <laughs> but the, the thing I like about this outfit, there it is, Christian. Oh, yeah. Is in this shot that I have, this one specific, she's with, I believe it's her sister, the other blonde one. Mm-hmm. And she has this beautiful, like, beaded necklace with mm-hmm. what looks like an arrowhead on it and some, like, pearls, okay? Yes. And then she's wearing this, like, black dress with the, with the belt above the, like, the navel area. And then this is what really sets it off for me. Beautiful brown, dark brown leather jacket with fur on the inside. Oh, man. Like, if you're, if you're looking at this... It's it's quintessential Spencer, vampire blushing. is what it is. It's quintessential vampire. Can you can you recall either of you what I'm what I'm I, yes. Well, yeah, because you just showed it to me. Yeah, but. and what's her sister's name? Or her whatever's name is that her sister? The other the blonde. Other, I'm not great with the smaller character <sighs> names mm. in Breaking Dawn. Mm. I honestly can't remember. Um, but I do know what outfit you are referencing. It's on point, wouldn't you Is say? that when she meets Renesme and she attacks him and says, yes. you got to get out of here. She's yes. an immortal yes. child. She'll, she'll kill yeah. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on the uh, the imprinting of the infant, too, later on in the show. But uh, I've got it wrote down <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Good. We're going we're gonna to talk about other things besides these categories, but I just like to start and at least get the mm-hmm. juices flowing. So... I'm just going to go to number two. You don't have to think of your best outfits, but if you do think of one, let me know. But number two, this is Breaking Dawn again. Garrett, his his outfit, and let me get it up so I can see. I don't know why I put my phone down, but if I, this, I think he has a jacket too. And this is, uh, this is Lee Pace's character. And he might be one of my favorite characters overall. He's one of the most vampire looking oh, vampires. One of the best characters in the whole thing. I mean, if... And he's only in one movie. He is. No. Yeah. But if I were into dudes, and I'm not, and I support people that are, so I'm not, like, making this a joke, but if I were, this, I, I'd be all in on, on Garrett, okay? Because what he's wearing in this picture I'm looking, one of those, like, really thin, heathered material, like that staticky, dark brown shirt, mm-hmm. it's unbuttoned. It's the it has the buttons at the top, and he's wearing this beautiful. It looks like almost like a velvet coat, brown jacket. Yeah, that goes down just above his knees. <gasps> it's undone, so you can see his belt buckle that's across, and he's got a chain wallet with just like a nice dark Dude, wash jeans. You got to remember his uh, background. He's a American Revolutionary. Oh yeah. So that he that some of that stuff might be from, from back in the era. day. Yeah, if it's leather. And this necklace that he's wearing, I, if you can call it a necklace, it's just this like Where's his tricorn? thing. No, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like this Celtic looking looking thing. What what do you what do you any comments on that? 
I have comments, actually. Uh, yeah, please, please go. Yes. So what I'm seeing with with both uh, third place and here is that we're we're loving the accessories. Is really what we're focusing on here. Um, the jackets, the jewelry. That's really what's bringing all of this this vampire style or aesthetic, if you will, <laughs> uh, to fruition. It's the accessories. You're, I almost get a rock star Steven Tyler vibe. Yes. From Garrett. Yes. yes. Or uh, Klaus from the Umbrella Academy, if you've watched that. Mm, I watched a couple I, episodes. It looks good. I haven't watched any of it that uh, yet, though. Yeah, I'll get back into it someday, maybe. I don't know. I have too many things going on right now, like Twilight. But it's good. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're going to see a theme, especially with my number one choice. The common theme is jackets, okay? I'll just be honest. Spoiler. Number one, best outfit, and it's not its not Ooh. even close, guys. Alistair. Okay. he He's the guy, Christian, that didn't want to fight. Yeah. He is the most... Hold on. Let me see real vamp- quick. Look at him. Oh, wow. So yeah. what I'm looking at here, he's got, like, black wash jeans with this sweater that's held up or it, it's like a hoodie, really stylized like sweater with buttons down the front, and then he's wearing a beautiful leather jacket with the fur, and it's open and it's kind of like an aviator jacket, mm, kind of like a bomber, like, like a long like a bomber, jacket. bomber jacket, yeah. And he's wearing. Here's what brings it together though: fingerless gloves, and you cannot beat that. You can't beat that. Does Garrett have fingerless? Fingerless no. gloves? No, only Alistair no. can pull off fingerless gloves. He flies. He jumps really high. So, Marley, I know you're you're accessories jewelry type person. Mm-hmm. So give us some insight on your thoughts on the jewelry accessories portion of all these. I mean, obviously the the costumer did a did oh, a very good job, especially. For sure when we get into the later movies. So Breaking Dawn, obviously all of, all three of these are the, are these side characters that came in, um, that are able to have these large personalities where they're able to costume them this way. So I think that that really helps, um, the fact that you are recognizing their style and uh, appreciating it and that they make this top three list, you know? You may, you brought up a good point. They are side characters that were in one movie and they made that much of an impact. And I think you kind of touched on it. They had to like go above and beyond with their outfits to make them memorable because if they just came Absolutely. in wearing like a button-up yeah. shirt or a t-shirt that said Metallica, it wouldn't work. Their outfits speak louder than they do. Well, yeah, Definitely than the Collins. Yeah, everybody whispers the in The Collins movies. just, their wardrobe <laughs> is kind of boring. You know, I'm going to give you a line reading. Well, um, we should definitely not. Did you hear it? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but outfits they are a mumble big rappers. Thing. They are. And what I thought with the outfits in later movies, like you said, Marley, they they get bigger. I think they're more vampire esque than the other characters, and that might be because they're from like other parts of the country or other parts well, of the Garrett's world. Well, Garrett's a nomad before he joins mm-hmm. the Denali's. Right, right. So. and I don't remember all the clan names or whatever they are. I. Yeah. Question I almost went way off topic there. Uh, yes. The Cullens. Because vampires can't have kids, and each of them have their own story, and they're from different times, 
did they are they considered like a clan like they all just that's like a clan name or are they all related and i missed that part uh no they are not related um hmm. i don't think any of them are related in any way okay uh, carlisle turned all of them gotcha. so i mean if if you were looking specifically maybe carlisle is somewhat related because his blood is or his whatever um he had to bite them so maybe that way but the others are not related i could say they're not blood relatives (laughs) (laughs) but anyway (laughs) no uh they're blood brothers oh and sisters and sisters and sisters but you're just like a sister to me Bella? Oh, yeah. Anyway. You're just like a sister. And then three later, you're just like family. It's like, dude, I just said that. <laughs> Think of something more original. Rosalie, come back. That was the exact, that was the exact line reading. Yeah? Right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> no, I, uh, what was I? Oh, I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. I never, I didn't figure this out until I researched it. I did a bunch of wiki studying on Twilight. Edward is the first one to be turned other than I think Esme by Fact Carlisle. Check. Fact check. Ooh, uh, that does sound familiar. I believe he was turned in what? 1918? I think it was during the Spanish flu. But I don't remember Esme. Me neither. All I, I remember was that she tried committing suicide. I think the reason I don't remember her is because she's not memorable. Sorry. Listen, I'm. I know. I know you're a fan, and I know Christian became a fan. And yeah. I'll be honest. I, I'll, I enjoyed these, but I'm still gonna trash them when I can. So if anybody's offended, you don't have to listen. Oh, also sidebar. We're losing listeners. Side, <laughs> sidebar, Marley. If at any point you're like, "Yo, it's late. I gotta get going." Let us know, and we won't keep you longer than what you want. So just make sure that's out there too. Um, She checks her watch. No, (laughs) no, No, I got all night. I have two boys and a husband that I got to take care of, but no, we're good. (laughs) Oh, sidebar. How are they doing? How's everybody doing in the family? I forgot to ask. Oh, wonderful. Everyone's doing great. Um, Virtual school for both kids. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we're surviving. Good. That's all we can do right now. That's all we can do. Her her two sons are adorable. Yeah. And do, their style, like if they were in Twilight... They'd fit in. They would be like with Alistair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Is Alistair one of the nomads too? He's not with any company. No, he's by himself, I think. Yeah, so yeah, nomad. He's a nomad. He's a nomad. He just, he walks a lonely run. The, on the, uh, the, uh, I don't think okay, he, sorry, he cut you know, arguably he couldn't even been included in the movie. What does he add? What were his powers? Does he have any powers, Marley? Mm, doesn't, oh, wait, didn't he do something with nature? I don't, um, I, rem, I remember the Amazons can do like their illusion thing. and They all have power. His is honestly probably the Rami's power. the avatar. He can bend all four elements. You know what? You know what? He probably has the power of love. 
He's a rock star. Speaking of abilities, Huey Lewis is a vampire. We can just we can go on to the next. I got since we're talking about abilities. Oh, one last thing. Yeah, uh, go ahead. The Cullen Clan. Yeah. I think they're called the Olympic Coven. Is that that's what they're known as? Like on the wiki, anyway, because they're in uh, Washington. Oh. Like Pacific yes. Northwest, the Olympic area. Uh, cool. No, that's anyway, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, so we're talking about abilities. We're talking about abilities. Cool. Welcome to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Twilight. <laughs> Welcome to your next category. No. Uh, we're talking about abilities, so I think we can just scoot right in to our top three best abilities, vampire okay. abilities, well, abilities in general. Now, I, I, I don't want to be the only one with the top three here, so I'll go first, but you two be thinking of specific abilities, and I'll go through my list. I got them all in my head. Okay, good. That's my ability. There it is. <laughs> so number three, um, and I hope I get this name right. I looked it up. Uh, Kate... She has the electric current ability. Yeah. But that's... You just said her name was Tanya. No, don't they both? I don't think both of them do. Well, I it, think Kate it, does, though. You're right, Wikipedia, Kate does. On the Wikipedia thing I read, it went through You're right. every I'm not, ability. I'm not going to be one of that. And it, one of I people. just think it's powerful, because you're just touching somebody, and you're zapping the, sh- the... Oh, we swear on this show, but if you don't want me to, I won't. But anyway... Kate just zaps the shit out of everybody that she touches. It's kind of like Rogue from X-Men. Like Garrett. Garrett. I can take it. I thought that was Eddie. <laughs> no, that was... No, Eddie was uh, getting trained with Bella's shield. Oh, yeah. During that, and then Garrett's like, oh, it's not that bad. And we can't he... go on any further before... I oh, can't believe no. we didn't just start off with this. What team are you? Are you team oh. Edward or Jacob? This this is a loaded question because if you would have talked to me a year ago, I I have been or I had been a, a diehard Team Jacob fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, as an adult, rewatching Twilight, realistically, I'm I'm Team Carlisle, but uh, okay. I'll say Team Edward <laughs> now for Bella. Choice. But Okay. I can dig Team Carlisle. You are our first, because we've had, uh, on the last couple episodes, we've had a guest, because I had a good response, but you're our first Team Edward, I think. It's those abs. Uh, This is the first time I'm honestly admitting that I'm now Team Edward, because I have been such a Team Jacob supporter (laughs) for most of my life. (laughs) It's okay. This isn't like... Actually, there's no wrong answer. Good teaching point. You can be team somebody for your whole life and then realize, hey, I kind of like their views. Think about that next time you vote, too, by the way. Because when when this comes out, we'll already have a new We'll have a new president, or we won't. But who knows? (laughs) Let's hope America makes the right choice. All right, moving on. (laughs) 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 Moving on. Uh, yeah, no, we're both Team Jacob because wolves, the wolves in the movie, honestly, I watch these movies for the wolves. 
So, of course, absolutely. I watch the movies for Taylor Lautner, and that's it. You know, I've been telling everybody this. <laughs> we went to school, Christian Gee, and I. Wow. We went to college. With I think you've mentioned this on every have, single episode. That's true. You're right. You're right. Know. You should listen to our other episodes, by the way. But we went to college um, with one of Taylor Lautner's cousins. Like, she had the same last name. She'd met him, like, family gatherings, like, cousin, like a first cousin. Yeah. And. Cool. I, <laughs> so anyway. I've actually got a similar story. Um, my best friend went to cosmetology school and met someone that was, went to school with him um, back when say. he lived here. And she actually has love letters from him, like back when they were kids. What? No um, way. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, she has quite a few friends that still stay in touch with him, but there's not a way to get in touch with him because he has to change his phone number so often. Oh, I, apparently yeah. that's a celebrity thing. Oh. Um, but yeah, I had her specifically do my hair for my wedding um, because she knew Taylor Lautner. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my first question is, if celebrities have to change their number, why is he doing it? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, what? No. <laughs> no, I. that's He's probably awesome. happier now. That's kind of awesome. I mean, he's less busy these days, but... He's doing that show on what is he, Netflix. Is he, he ruined his own career, so... Yeah. What it, did, did she say, like, what was he like? Well, they were children um, oh. when he moved away. So the last time she knew him, he was probably five or six. Last time oh. she saw him, he Early was Early elementary school. Making Shark Boy and Lava Girl. God dang. Yeah, it would have been before Shark Boy and Lava yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah. wow. A couple of years. But either, that's... I mean, if that's those neat. letters ever came to light... <laughs> You're right. You know, good good actor or bad actor, he's still I a famous person. I think he seems person, like a cool guy. Cool. I'd like I've to meet him. I've heard the opposite. I've heard he's kind of I'd a like jerk. to meet him. I'd like to meet Robert Pattinson. In real life, I, I don't know if he is. I feel like I'd like I to meet Kristen Stewart. She seems really cool. She seems okay. I like. Down I need to, to make a personal apology to her, to, and yes. if this ever gets to her, I we need it to do. get to her. I was watching clips of her SNL hosting gig, and she's kind of awesome. Yes, <laughs> it's absolutely the character and these movies that ruins her it's bella that ruins kristen stewart for you it uh, was it really was because her as a real person at least in the first couple yeah like she's really cool like i was i was watching her uh her monologue and she was just pretty much uh blasting donald trump and his tweets about her and robert pattinson really yeah oh, yes. he tweeted he about kept, them he just kept tweeting about like he's like wow robert she's cheating on you like it's good that you got out of the relationship four years ago i was dating this guy named rob um robert <laughs> and uh we broke up and then we got back together and for some reason it made donald trump go insane um, here's what he actually tweeted and, and this is real Robert Pattinson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch, he can do so much better. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, right? That's so crazy. The president tweeted about you once. No, no, no. The president tweeted about me 11 times. Um, he also said, everyone knows I'm right, that Robert Pattinson should dump Kristen Stewart. In a couple years, he'll thank me. 
Be smart, Robert. <laughs> I know. Um, and then one day later, he tweeted, "Everyone's asking me to speak more on Robert and Kristen, and I don't have time, except to say, uh, Robert, drop her. She cheated on you, and she'll do it again." <laughs> okay. So to be fair, I don't think Donald Trump hated me. I think he's in love with my boyfriend. <laughs> Because he also tweeted this: Miss Universe 2012 pageant will be airing live on NBC and Telemundo December 19th. Open invite stands for Robert Pattinson. So yeah, that's crazy, right?、Um, the president is not a huge fan of me, but that is so okay. And Donald, if you didn't like me then, you're really probably not going to like me now because I'm hosting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. <laughs> She's kind of. I would love to hang out with her. She's like、too. badass. She I just、is. watched a Q and A she did with Variety, and she told people to go vote. Remember to vote at the end.、So、yeah, do that. She's、but、doing a photo now, shoot. People have already, and but no, she's cool. So yeah, I, yeah.、Um, I will no longer judge her based on this whole performance. And you know, that. I think aspects of the performance are appropriate.、Mm. Give, but. Maybe in the sense that they're a little too realistic. Yeah, like so there needs to be some drama and some a little more acting in it, or maybe the acting's so good that it's so realistic. But she acts like sort of a that、Bored. weird, like a, a weird a awkward、board. teenager, or a wooden board sort of thing. Now、yeah. that I think of it, but I、Bored. understand the acting though is for, to watch that isn't very interesting. No, like it'd be like、not. you people watching and seeing a person like that. But that's exciting. Like at the fair, you watch people. Oh,、man. like the little kid. Some face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Anyway, where were we? Back、uh, to abilities. abilities. Back to abilities. <laughs> Number two. And what we were talking about kind、uh-huh. of segues into this specifically. Okay. Jacob, his ability to turn into a wolf. I'm counting that as an ability. That's fair. Because <laughs> just how he. He, like, the way he when he jumps in the air that one time and he like flips and then he lands as a wolf. Yeah, that was an awesome. That the was the first、cool. time he that you see him actually. No. When he when he、no. jumps over Bella. The fight when he when he comes out after as imprinting. imprinted. Yeah. Okay. Like, cause he gets like shoved back or something, then he flips in the air and then he lands and, and he's just like, "Oh, Marley, can you sell、no. something for us?" Yeah. When wolves, or well, excuse me. When the people, when the tribe transforms, what happens to their clothes?、Uh, so actually, it, they just rip apart. So in the books, it actually talks about the fact that they have to be naked. So they sometimes carry clothing with them、um, because the clothes just rip apart. Really? <laughs> okay. Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> I've been arguing with him for the last three episodes about that. Well, because they don't—they don't really go into that in the movies. I、We、see it rip off. We had a big shameel about him. He didn't see、uh, Jacob butt naked. Well,、eclipse. because they—the other people change. They come around the corner in their clothes. I told you because they put the clothes in. The, they're like, remember, guys. If there guys, was an injured, co- fallen colleague, I would not take the time. Guys, we gotta go. But wait, 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 wait. We gotta go get our clothes from the tree. No, wait. Wait, maybe you, you have a little point there. I do guess, you think? Do you think when they're whoa, about whoa, to transform, like, all right, guys, before we do、pain. this, everybody, did we bring a change of clothes? And then Jacob's like, shit, <laughs> like Jacob, <laughs> you had one job. He's like, I didn't, th- I didn't know. I thought they grow back on. 
Would it not be worse if they all got naked and then shapeshifted? I'd see that. I want I feel an like R-rated Twilight. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I want an R-rated Twilight. Oh, that's what happened. I'm sure it already exists. That's what that. Oh, there's something on the internet with that. Oh, for yeah. sure. I'm sure it already exists in the back room at Family Video. Definitely. Oh. Oh man, remember Family Video? I mean, it's still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> they they probably did do that because they jumped from behind the rock. Remember? So they took their clothes off first. What if, I bet. What if they? Jacob <laughs> didn't. And he's just like shit. I no, forgot wait. to get naked. Wait, no, Jacob did. He did the same as everyone else, but he got injured before he could go put his oh. pants back on. What? If, wow. I just, I just picturing like they're about to transform or something. And and like he can't get his shoe off. And he's like, guys, I can't get my the battle starting now. I get my shoe. I can't get my shoe off. <laughs> and like you have to just transform. And then he loses. I just his got shoe. these at Foot Locker. And then he comes back. He's like, guys, those are my favorite shoes. And like, will you shut up about the shoes? This is battle. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun deleted scene. It also does make sense uh, as to why Jacob wears less and less clothing as the movies go on. Yeah, he's ripping because apart his whole wardrobe. Because they're going to inevitably just rip. He's learned. He's like, I'm not wearing my favorite shirt tonight. Uh-uh. Right? <laughs> why would I wear my favorite? That's my Metallica shirt. I'm not wearing that. I wear that to parties. That's my wedding shirt. I'm not wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's my tuxedo I t-shirt. I forgot to mention my, my honorable mention best outfit. Oh, yeah? Was uh, Jacob's... Shorts. Shirtless, yeah, his shorts. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I knew you'd second that one. Well, you gotta admit, he's a handsome guy. He is, dude. He's cut. Mm hmm. He's cut. Mm -hmm. I okay. My number one <laughs> best ability, and I think maybe y'all agree with me on this one. It's the obvious choice. Stop falling asleep, Christian. I'm not. Benjamin, the last Airbender. Yes. Wait. I might disagree Rami, with you, but Rami, Rami Malik, Malik, his character, AKA you remember Benjamin, mm, yeah, yes. Freddie Mercury. My problem is he never uses it in battle. <laughs> well, he'd fit right in with the last Airbender movie, then. God, like I does he they never use do him? anything in that either. Like in the books, Marley, does he use his powers ever for anything besides just showing them? So why even so the movie these gives abilities? More okay. If they're not going to use them for the battle, because he, I don't know. My biggest thing with these movies is they set up all these powers. Because he could end up powers. killing his allies on accident. No, he won't. He can control it. But the, my biggest thing with these movies is they introduce a bunch of stuff he that could be cool. He can control it. Leah fell them. into a chasm. Use the firepower. Fire. Fire vampire. power. I know so, what you said. I know. I'm sorry. What are, what are your guys? Gotcha. What are your guys' top abilities? Mm. What, what what one stood out to you guys? I'll let Marley go. first. Yeah, Marley, go first. Um, I feel like I want to say Alice, but I I feel like that's also an, an obvious choice. Like maybe I'm not looking into it deeply enough, but but just off the top of my head, I would say Alice. No, I I think that's a good choice. I mean. Because of her powers, we get an exciting scene. Literally because of her powers. That we do. Arguably one of the mm -hmm. best scenes in the whole saga. All to be erased because it well, was all yes. in the head. Yes, I have that written down in my notes to discuss as well. <laughs> Christian, best ability, go. Best ability? Yeah, best ability. Um, you know what? Just right off the top, Bella. Shield. Mm-hmm. Not because the Mary Sue Spencer. I mean, that's but fine. whenever, 
whenever she uses it in the films, it's very visually striking and dramatic. Like, especially in the final battle scene, when she uses it on Edward, when he's getting mm. pain <laughs> by Jane, pain, pain Jane over there. Jane pain. Whoa. Whoa. But, uh, no, when she uses it, and it does that cool camera move on her, and she, like, I don't, what's the word, like? The, the just showing of pro- the Mm-hmm. projects it off of herself yeah, the projection like the yeah. visualization of the power i will say i'm gonna give the film credit i liked it i thought it was good and i thought it was well done yeah whenever she uses it, it's just visually on point for me and she i really i literally i think i was like that's awesome like i think i said that to myself i, I was i was really into that scene but don't you guys think she learned how scene. to use it a little too quick though right well love is a powerful well, motivator yes does she learn that yes. quickly in the book well, I mean, the, the time frame would have theoretically had to have been the same in the book and the movie, unless they changed something, but I don't think that they did. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was an unrealistic timeline in the book as well. Um, okay. But one thing I will point out about her power that is cool uh, is that it not only is she a shield from other powers, it's also her shielding like being able to shield other people. So it is kind of a two in one power. It is. I like really. Yeah. It is a two in one. It's a powerful ability. And she had it mm-hmm. she had it before she was a vampire. Yeah. That is a question I've never got answered and I actually have it written down in my notes here. That that is one thing that was oh. never really explained. Carlisle I read okay. that Carlisle had a theory that when people become vampires, they carry over an ability that defined them when they were humans. Or that ability is amplified to some extent. Whoa. And even vampires that. who don't have abilities, their physical astri- uh, attributes, <laughs> attributes are... Um, like in Emmett's case, he was that a big buff guy. Yeah, but when he became a vampire, he became buffer. even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, you were about to say something. Yeah. Shoot, now I don't remember. I'm sorry. I know. No, that's okay. (laughs) No, he does this all the time. I'm so sorry. Oh, she got it. She got it. I I do remember. um, Just kind of on that, uh, another unanswered question I guess I have in regards to the power. Um, So she is a shield. She had somewhat of an ability beforehand when it came to Edward. But for some reason, Alice was able to see her future. So she wasn't shielded from Alice, but she was shielded from Edward. Um, So I'm not, uh, that is unanswered as well. That is interesting. Is that a plot hole or does that make Alice the most powerful vampire alive? Maybe, Maybe that is why the Volturi wanted her so badly because she is more powerful. You might be onto something. Otto. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, R.O. What a tool. No, he's all right. I'm sure he's a great guy. Beller. (laughs) All I know. (laughs) He reminds me of some of our officials. Uh, Well, hopefully by this point, former officials. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I can't keep sidetracking. Yes. Um, We're going to look back on this and be like, well, shit, or hey. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. No, that's a real good point that I didn't think of, though. That's That makes you think. Because it's mm-hmm. never addressed outright. That like is interesting. That. 
I like that you uh, that you brought that up. I like that. What? Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. I have a fun activity for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you were to be bit by a vampire, what do you think your hidden ability would be that was unlocked? We'll go around the table, starting with... Oh, don't start with me. Starting with Marley. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, it's definitely not a physical ability, so it's okay. going to be something else. Um, I'm creative, but... I'm not sure what that would, I don't know, maybe I could um, do something with music, but I don't, I'm not quite sure. That could work. Or you could be the music bender. You could play yeah, any something instrument. To do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. So she's a savant. Uh, sure. So creativity, how do we transfer that into a power? You would uh, be able to. Visualization. Anything you picture in your mind, you can make. Yeah. Ooh. There it is. You make things. You take elements. And you can you can craft things with pinpoint accuracy, exactly how you imagine them. I like that. I mean, if you're okay with that power, we'll assign it to you. If you cannot afford a power, one will be assigned to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine would be like... um. Man. Okay. Man? No. <laughs> because my my voice is not a strong deep voice, so I think I would have the ability to have a supersonic high pitched frequency scream. I love it. You just yeah. made me think of that scene in Shrek. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of X Men, but yeah. Vampires are essentially <laughs> X Men, by the way, just so we're all aware. Yeah. That's it's not yeah. not quite as cool. They went they didn't go to Xavier's school though. No. They went to Vamp. It, they go to different schools. They went here. to Transylvania Community College. <laughs> they, no, they never go to college. They just go to high school. Oh, over yeah, over and over, and over again. Over. They went to yeah. Forks High School there. Forks! Yeah, but Forks High School in Forks, Washington. I think my... Uh, Our biggest rival is Spoon, Washington. <laughs> Spoons. Don't even get me started on knives. Spoons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Trifecta. You can, you can bet your ass... That we hate sporks because you take everyone's you take united us. against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The They're like Rapid and City and Dark Knight. Ooh, yeah. Uh, or Metropolis. No, we're talking Twilight. Yeah, talking Twilight. My ability, I think, would be supersonic hearing, extremely sensitive hearing. I like that. Listening. I have a really. I think I have a really good sense of smell. I think I'd probably be a tracker. <laughs> Yeah, better than James, I hope. A lot better. I wouldn't need to rely on the wind blowing it in my face. Best tracker in the Pacific Northwest, and he can't even smell Bella's sweet blood from... Well, she must be at least two miles away. I can barely smell her. Well, she's she's right behind you. Like, we got her already. You don't you don't need to do that anymore. Oh, right. No, I was just kidding. I was making you guys feel better. I can smell her. I smell her the whole time. She's right behind me, isn't she? Yep, just like you said. <laughs> I just, it scene. makes me... Th okay, sidebar. It makes me think of the scene in Twilight when she walks into the classroom... Oh, I got... fan. I have moments. Yeah. I have thoughts on that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, I find uh, it... That scene. Oh. In fact, that takes me to the next category. Let's just get right into that, but, Christian. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Say it. I forgot it. what I was going to say. Oh, well, I don't know. 
I don't know either. No, I do think it's funny that... Oh, I kind of remember now. I think it's funny that she's assigned right next to him. Well, yeah, she's To sit new. next to him. She's new. Or is that the old. only open seat? Whatever. I, yeah. I haven't watched the movie in a year. Yeah, we actually... The funny thing about doing this... We, quote-unquote, started this podcast, like, over a year ago. We were originally a different type of podcast where we just talked about, like, bad movies. And we recorded a Twilight episode... And then that was the last one we recorded until we actually started and rebranded ourselves. So when we finally did Twilight for real this time, we used that from a year ago and we had a completely different format. But anyway, that's the backstory on the history of the podcast. But anyway, yeah, I didn't rewatch it. I I want I, to now, though. Uh-uh, I don't. Have you I still seen don't. all of the movies just one time then? Yes. Yeah, well. For, I have. I think I saw Breaking Dawn Part 1 once with my niece, uh, like, f- seven years Was ago. Was that Kylie? No. Okay. No. I I remembered <laughs> stuff from it. Like, I I remember seeing it, and the whole time I was watching it then... A little awkward to see that with I, my niece. Why? Oh, yeah, it was. It was a little bit. But the only things I remembered from it were him biting her all over... Mm-hmm. Um, the baby breaking her back. Uh, oh yikes! The wedding. Yeah. I think that's it. The wedding's gorgeous. Wedding is beautiful. I'll be honest with yes. you. Okay, here's another thing. What since vampires are uh, essentially like demons, right? Well, in regular lore, was their wedding yeah. who? Did the officiant of their wedding perform a ceremony? Was it just like a basic ceremony? Or did they do a prayer? How do we... What are your thoughts on on that? Was it a a holy matrimony? You know, they've never... They haven't really ever touched on religion in in regards to the vampires. So, or at least the Cullens specifically. So I don't know if they're these types of vampires... Uh, like aren't around allowed to be around like holy water or or whatever so i don't even think they ever explained um you know who did the wedding or if it was just legal or if it was also religious yeah. i don't think they ever touched base on it i they it's don't in the movies thought. it is something fun hmm. to think about kind of because i could just see like during rehearsal dinner the guy comes out with a Bible and like, whoa, 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 easy, easy, that hurts. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. Place like, your hands <laughs> on the Bible. Uh, I'd rather not. I will not. <laughs> Last time I did that, I lost a hand. So. He ended up like Harry in Home Alone after <laughs> touching the doorknob. <laughs> that is hot. That is a hot Bible. Is that sitting in your car by chance? Uh, no, I keep it in the freezer. What yeah, happened well, to your hand? There's a cross. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they look at his hand, their eyes burn because oh. the crucifix is just burnt into his hand. <gasps> Jasper. Uh, Edward, no high fives, please. Thank you. You know that hurts. No, well, that's Carlisle is when I got married. Yeah, but that, I mean, you don't have to do like a religious well, ceremony. Well, I know, right. I don't know. Just food for thought. No, that's a good, well, it's, it's not an food. interesting concept. Vampires don't need well, food. Well, But... Okay. Hey, hey, what? I have I have a ranking for you. Yeah. The songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said you were going to Each do this. each of the movie has a song that plays. That, that each of the movie soundtrack has a single 
attached to it. A title track, if Like you a will. title track, like one that defines it. <laughs> if you ever leave oh. me, baby. Go. Out, get out of here. <laughs> I, why? That was so out of place. First of all, that doesn't make any sense, given the subject matter of the movie. Well, it, it does, but I'll, I'll mention it in just a second. It's just the style of it just seemed out of it place just for how fit. indie the movie was. It and doesn't then it's fit just, the rest of the movies. And Bruno Mars. It's like, what? No, that doesn't... Ugh. I mean, it's a fine song. Fun fact, you should movies. mention that, because that's my last one. Oh, okay, that's well, number ahead. That's number five. If you ever leave me, baby Leave some morphine out my door it would take a whole lot of medication to realize what we used to have we don't have it anymore this is the the single for breaking dawn part one and it the the song is basically about him being heartbroken if his girlfriend ever leaves him or maybe if she dies or something like that. Oh, she did. So it fits It fits the Bella theme, but to have it play at the end of the movie doesn't make a lot of sense because Bella's... Mm. Bella is alive and well by the Bella. end of this movie. <laughs> she she opens her eyes. Yeah. So at oh, that point... Well, she, well technically, oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> she's undead. There you go. Yep. She is. What if... You know what the... You know, missed opportunity to get the um, Hollywood undead... To write ah. a song for these. You know that band? Either of you know I've that band? I've heard of it, but never heard of it. Yes, so, yeah. I also have uh, a couple of songs mm-hmm. written down uh, that are my favorites as well, so I can, I'll add my little Excellent. All right, so. Excellent. Cool. Number four <laughs> is Meet Me on the Equinox by Death Cab for Cutie. How's that one go? Meet me on the Equinox. Meet me halfway. And the sun is I just played a little bit of it there. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that song. That is, as you can see, it's dead silence. But <laughs> that, <laughs> this one I put number four, but it actually now that I, I actually listened to it on the way here, it actually fits New Moon pretty, 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 really well. It it's basically from Jacob's point of view, like meet me in the at the equinox meet me halfway like that sort of idea like him trying to get bella to come over to to his side to come to him but doesn't quite turn out that way i don't really like the melody of the song either it didn't really hit me like some of the other ones like uh number three decode by paramore How's that one go? Is that from the first one? That's from the first one. What? No, it's not You're that gonna song. You're going to sing it? No, I was going to... The only Paramore song I know is... Ah, you know, <laughs> with Paramore, that song also reflects uh, the first Twilight, in that it's her, him and Bella like, all, like coming to blows, not really understanding each other, not knowing if they like each other, that sort of thing. Will they, won't they... That sort of conflict. Yeah, they do. Teenage angsty stuff. Yeah. But 
I also like this. It, it reminds me of my my teenage years back in high school, like uh, they were, high school. where I would ride home with my sisters and they listened to Paramore a lot. So they did listen to Misery Business a lot. That yeah, so that's the one song. It kind of brings me back to that time period. I think I said that in the Twilight episode too. So it's nostalgia but for you, really. It, yeah, it, it plays fits on the your theme. nostalgia. Number two is Number two. Eclipse, I'm Yours by Metric. Just kidding. Nope, that's I, not it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, but uh, I like how upbeat this is because it comes it. in at the end of Eclipse. It's oh yeah, I remember. I, do you remember it? it? I remember liking how yeah. Eclipse ended because it was kind of like on a playful note. Like, well, now the toughest part, we got to tell your dad. Yeah, and it was like ah. And then it cuts to credits and it's got like the happy-go-lucky guitar and the yeah. lyrics. And I, li- I really like that. I really like Can that. Can we it- all agree that Eclipse was the best one? Yes. Uh, My I'm, point of view. Personally, I'm a New Moon fan, but that's just because I've been Team Jacob for Ooh, so long. Ooh, okay. Okay. We're going to get into personal rankings at the end, mm-hmm. but that is interesting. Because mm-hmm. that's my... That interesting. He well, hates I won't that tell one. you. I don't hate it. It's just my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> The first one is not your least favorite? No, I... <laughs> Shame! You'll be surprised wow. to know that the first one, I... Second least favorite. <laughs> I think the... It was okay, close. we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there. Oh boy. Wait, the first... The second... New Moon has the first wolf... Mi- Uh-oh. Okay, keep are going you, with your music. You screwed up, didn't ya? No, I... No, but... Eclipse, I'm yours. It fits the main melody that I don't. I don't know if they wrote the song first and Howard Shore, the composer, included it in his score. But I like either or. I like that they used it. Sure. In in the song. Sure. Because you kind of ha- you have that with like Titanic, that sort of thing where you have an element of the score becomes a oh, main yeah. film song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah, I like that. Christian's really in tune with music. He's a big, I'm a big uh, film, film score, score junkie. Mm, yes. And you're, I mean, you're musical, so it's it's good that you wrote some down too. I mm-hmm. just, I like music and movies, but I, I'm not as in tune to it if it's a movie that I have never seen before because I'm paying attention to the elements well, of like acting and the story. Okay. And the music is kind of second to me. If it's like a new Star Wars movie, I'm going to pay attention to the movie or the music because that's more, it's known for its music, but... I yeah, it's weird. These like you're saying all these songs and I can't picture any of yeah. them. Yeah. Good thing we're getting clips of them in here. Oh yeah, but. that's right. I do remember them after you play those clips. <laughs> 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 oh man. But number one A Thousand Years I by Christina Perry ev- and I love that, song, that other I guy. Guess. I'm sorry I didn't write down his name. I mean, it's cool. Turning page. Maybe what? No, uh, 
the, Christina Perry. The I have Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful song, really. Because Oh, it's got a beautiful melody, beautiful it lyrics. Does, and it fits the theme. How many weddings you heard that song played at? Every one of them. Probably. <laughs> Almost every one of them. <laughs> I I in the lyrics pertain because it's I've died a thousand but waiting for uh, I'll love you for a thousand more meaning because they're alive forever. So it, the lyrics It's fitting, yeah. And well, didn't you say this was If I could written? die a thousand times. That's not the lyrics. I know. I know. <laughs> That's a Make remake. Make my way down, down, <laughs> dying fast, coming back, and I'm homebound. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the song. No. Oh, oh, the second, the the second version of the song. That's my number one. Was with Steve Kazee is the guy's I've name. Never heard of He's him. He's the the cool. duet that she's singing with. Good. But yeah, I love that song. It's so good. It it is good. It's it's my favorite. It's they, the one I remember. They integrate it so well into the end of the movie too. Like mm-hmm. for the end credits where you're doing the staff role yeah. or the the actors, the cast and Yeah. But uh yeah, that's my rankings. It's interesting to me that the first three movies, each of their three songs uh almost perfectly demonstrates the arc between those three movies like I can dig it. movie one you got oh bell and edward meet they're oh he's got to move his mic there i'm back bell and edward meet they're they're coming to conflict here they don't know if they're going to be with each other teenage angst decode then you got meet me on the equinox it's all about james coming or james jacob jacob coming in and wanting to insert himself into bella's life but he's oh, finding he wants it to insert difficult in okay life. <laughs> All right, and then we get. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> then we go on to Eclipse. I'm yours, which is kind of the resolution of that yeah. arc of. All right, I'm gonna date Edward now. Oh, he wants me to marry him, but I don't know if I want to yet because you of what happened with like my her. parents. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Whoa! No emotion. What is going on? And then in the third one, okay, I'll marry you, and we got to talk to my dad. Like she's made her decision, she's come to terms with who she is and what she wants to be, and that's where you have the happy-go-lucky ending. I really mm-hmm. like how that arc is demonstrated through those three it's movies cute. and the three songs. It ends yeah. cute. It mm-hmm. ends really cute. And the eclipse is six. I I love. I, okay, nope. I don't love that movie. I don't. Shut up. Come on, say, that. say I, it. Say it. Say it loud. I Say liked it, out it loud. the best out of them all. <laughs> Marley, you have some music. Yeah, what, what's the uh, pieces you picked out? Uh, yes, I have two specific songs um, that I personally love from the Twilight Saga. Um, but I believe one of them is kind of an answer to one of my three best moment questions. So I don't know if you want, mm, want me to yeah. still cover it. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So um, first one is, uh, it's called Roslyn. It's a song that plays in New Moon. Uh, It's a song by, I believe it's Bony Bear, but I don't mind probably saying that completely wrong. Christian will play a clip of it in the editing room. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking the illusion, Spencer. <laughs> what? No, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> no, go on. I'm sorry. 
Um, I'm trying to see if I can explain to you when this happens. Um, it's called Rosalind? Yes. I'm not sure if it's Rosalind or Rosalind. R-O-S-L-Y-N. Is, um, is New Moon... They played a lot of, like, indie-sounding songs, right? Yes, and I loved it. Okay. I thought it really went with the, I don't know, the whole feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think the music was one thing that actually stood out to me in that movie, if I'm being honest. That and Wolves. <laughs> Man, you got a wolf thing going on. Oh, you'll, it hasn't even started Have you yet. seen Cabin in the Woods? Oh, I love that movie. You're the chick making out with the wolf right now. Easy. <laughs> I'm the wolf. So I'm dead? Never mind. You're I just the watched wolf. that the other night. You're but not that's the a wolf. sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. You're. Oh, yeah. man, Chris Hemsworth, he died like a, <laughs> a buffoon, didn't he? A buffoon. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're, we're taking up. She's got some good points. Right, here. right, you I'm keep sorry. keep talking over right. him as Continue. am I. Ro- Continue. Rosalind. On. Rosalind by... Some bear. Yeah, B-O-N-I-V-E-R, bony bear. All right. And your your top one? Um, The other one is in... Oh, that's the first one. It's in Eclipse, I believe. Um, the best one. It's the scene where they are... Where she seems incredibly depressed and Edward's been gone and they're trying to okay. like, show you the different seasons that have passed by. That song. This possibility. Oh. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Can't the song the is song, called though. Possibility. Oh. Um, I'm not sure how to say who sings it. It looks like it's Likely is the name. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Nice. And it's it's probably I'm assuming it's like this deeper uh, emotional type song. Right. Yes, it is. Okay. Good. I were you not listening? I just played the clip. You're ruining the illusion. (laughs) (laughs) You. He does this. He makes fun of me. Oh yeah. Okay. No, it's no. You. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have an input on my own music thing because, like I said, well, that's strange. Your guys's are really good though, and I'm I appreciate I'm a, them. I'm a little surprised because there I go talking over you again. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm used to just it. smack me. No, I'm used up to it. Ahead. No, I'm used to it. Oh, what? What? Hunger Games. We're talking about you, Twilight. I know, but you listen to the ending credit songs for Hunger Games. Yeah, because they're good. Oh, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I won't get into those. He doesn't remember the horn. We of we covered again, Hunger Games. We ho- covered Hunger Games. So I'm a big Hunger Games fan too. Ooh. Oh, you should uh, you should check out our episodes on the Hunger Games. I will have to do that. And all of them. Well, yes. whatever ones interest you, and then share it to all your community theater friends. Absolutely. <laughs>
Okay, so this is we have various categories, little lists that we do in every show. But the one that's consistent with every wrap-up show is we do stampede. Yeah, um, <laughs> our top three or bottom three worst moments of the entire franchise, and our top three best moments. And we always start with the worst, and so we end on a good note. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. And Marley, if you have three worst moments. We'll give you the we honors. Absolutely do. Start us off. All right. So with number I'll three. Miss. With number three. Oh, with number three. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, going to the top worst. Yeah. So. Uh, let, okay, we'll talk about. Um, we kind of talked about it, I guess, a little bit already. Um, but the worst moment, one of the worst moments for me, I guess, was Bella's powers in general. Um, the fact mm. that they weren't really explained. Um, and just kind of all, everything around it, um, was really like, of course that happens. Of course you have this, of course you're going to save the day, that kind of a thing. Um, so that was number three, just everything around Bella's powers and everything that's unexplained around it. That's valid. That's valid. A little kind of valid. It's a little rushed. They didn't, yeah, Yeah. I was kind of critical of that. Well, they kind of built it up over the entire thing because it's like, oh, she has something special. But it, right, but it's it, there's no yeah. big reveal. No, is, it's I just, think. oh, hey, you're a shield. Great. What do I do? Oh, you just shield, shield people. people. Just try real right. hard. Right. You can just try she, real hard. She tries it for like uh, 24 hours. Think and happy she thoughts. Shield an entire field. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it, that. The I think her real power is she can learn powers really quickly. <laughs> Like, imagine yes. if we could do that. I'd be in the NFL and the NBA That's her right quirk. It's seriously, I changed my answer from beforehand. That's what I want for mine. Me too. Or <laughs> I mean, I'd be in the NBA, the NFL, and I'd be making movies in Hollywood. That would be my career. And he'd be the president. Yep. And he'd no, be... No, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> Although, my slogan would be, do good and be great. So you stole that from Mr. Feeney, all right. I did? Dream. Try. Too good. Okay, anyway, what's your what's your number two worst? Uh, all right. So, again, this is kind of a concept. It's not a, a specific moment. Um, Fair enough. The concept, the concept of imprinting in general. <sighs> It's ah. just one of the worst moments. Mm. Um, there are too many weird questions around it, um, especially with the... So they better explain it in the books, but it's still weird. Um, imprinting on someone who's not of age. Um, they explain that it's not like a romantic connection, but like, what, the day they turn 18, it's there's this romantic connection and it's there now? <laughs> Fair game once they hit 18. (laughs) The weird weird part about it to me, everything you're saying, yes, but... It's like voting. I saw Jacob as more of an uncle to Renezme. So it's like your uncle your whole life, and then it's, by the way, 18. um, Mm. I kind of have a thing for you. And it's like, well, when did this start? On the day Uh, of her... (laughs) When you were born... that's kind of what they want you to feel like that's how they um i guess want you to envision jacob with her at the, when she is this age he is more like an 
uh, an uncle figure or like a father figure, which is gross. Freudian um, then, right yeah, there. Eventually it, it changes, but they don't explain, explain I've when. I've known Jake my um, entire life. Oh, well, you when she's 18. On her 18th birthday, he gets down on one knee. <laughs> no, I, I've been grooming you your whole life. For this oh, moment. no. <laughs> right? It's gross. Call me Leonardo. Okay, but... um, Explain, no, please. I don't want to. I like him as an actor. But he... The, no, it is oh, when you I really gotcha. think about it, it is weird. Because they want you to think, oh, look, he's being a good role model. And it's almost like they want you to forget that Eventually, they're going to be together. Yes. It's like they're covering up for it. Like, okay, but guys, right now, she's a minor, and he's just being an uncle. It's okay. Can I call you dad yet? <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Uncle Jacob. Oh, unacceptable. <laughs> no. Ooh. All right, I'm gross. I feel gross, and I want to take a shower. What's your number one? <laughs> Uh, um, all right, so I, I'm not sure if you're going to love this answer, but um, <laughs> number one worst moment um, of the Twilight Saga is the first Twilight movie in general. Oh, wow. Well, that's fair. The whole thing. That's fair. I think yeah, that's fair. Um, no, it wasn't I, up to snuff, was it? It, it was not. Um, I, I'm i not sure if you guys maybe know this or more information on this than I do. Um, I pretty sure there was a different director for the first movie than the other movies. Uh-huh. Catherine um, and so Hardwick. there was a huge Yes. There was a huge changeover in how the movies were done. Um and I actually just rewatched the first Twilight last night um and I I laughed most of the time and it is not a comedy. No. Uh <laughs> it, it's so um I mean it's a it's a good, great movie. I love it, but it's Compared to the other ones, it's poorly done. It's a great movie. I love it, but it's the worst. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it sucks. It does. <laughs> but we love it. It's like that really... It's like ugly. the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> it's it's like that really Except ugly Except The dog. Last Jedi, right? Right. The Last Jedi is the best. <laughs> That's, That's gold the one standard. Exception. No, uh, the, the, the first Twilight movie is like that really, really ugly dog that's so ugly it's cute. Oh, like the hairless ones? Yeah, like, you're so ugly. I want to live with you Come forever. here. Yeah, come here, you ugly piece of cute. <laughs> oh. Right. Like a hairless like kitten. Like, you can't, you can't help. You have to love it. You're going to feel bad otherwise. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like uh, watching a train wreck. I will say, uh, I will say that there is one moment um, that came from the first Twilight that I do really like, and that was uh, the vampire baseball scene. Um, Interesting, because so I, I was one of my favorites. Where credit is due. All right. Uh, everything else is. Uh, I'm gonna give you that when in the recording, I think I said I can't. I listened to the you episode, but I can't remember. highly that scene. No, I did not. Yes, you. No, well, I did because no, I said it was written. Shreds because I, they didn't know written, baseball. It was written like somebody that just knew briefly what baseball was. They threw a ball and they hit it with a bat. But also I get that they were vampires, so every hit would be this amazing hit. Uh, sure. It it was honestly, it was my favorite scene of the movie. But also because I'm so into sports, it was the one I was highly I was the most he critical. Could have been of. a major leaguer. Oh, that that makes my, sense. That absolutely yeah. makes sense though. I know nothing yeah. about baseball, so I was like, yeah, cool baseball. Sure. Yeah. See, so it was it's 
You're out. It was fine. It, I think the <laughs> thing I had the problem with, yeah, was her acting. And when she called people out, or it was one of the girls on the other team, or well, the other team. She didn't play the on one of the teams, obviously. And she slid and she was tagged out. And Bella, and this is exactly what she sounded like. You're out. Like, dude, you're an umpire. Like, get into it. <laughs> I know, like, you're nervous around these people, but just get a little bit more into it. Like, uh, you're for out. Bella, I believe that is getting into it. Fair enough. Care. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> just being out there in the public. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My social skills aren't good. Can I come ump baseball with yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, we need an umpire. Get Bella. Oh, I don't know. You, you'll be great. You don't have to do anything. Just stand there and call That reminds loud. me of when I went and did the kickball thing with you. Did Remember you Remember that? I did. You played. That was fun, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, but I felt like Bella a little bit, probably. No, you were much better, trust me. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, you were better. <laughs> you had fun. <laughs> hey, she she smirked a couple times during the baseball game. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, those were good. That That's a good list because you went bigger. I went very specific. Do you want me to go next? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go next? I want to go next. Uh, go ahead, man. Okay. So when I do Batter moments. Batter up. <laughs> uh, when I do moments, I do very specific moments. So my number three, and I think you'll all agree with this. In twi- I think you will. You didn't see it. He's shaking his head. He hasn't no, even seen it. I'm so in Twilight, the first Twilight, the chemistry class orgasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her pheromones are off the charts. Master Yoda doesn't oh. have it. <laughs> when she walks in and he does this move, and I'm going to oh. try to do it. You can't see it, but you can hear it. I'm he envisioning goes, oh. it. Yeah. And it, then he tries to like push the beaker over to her. You can almost hear it. And he has to like cover his mouth like dramatically. Yes, like, and he also pushes the like little beaker thing over, whatever he's pushing yeah. over with his knuckles. It's also, it's very strange. It's weird. Like, I, if mm. I were her, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sitting there. Excuse, Mr. J, can I not sit here, please? This Seriously, guy. Seriously, but at that point, she's already in love with him. She imprinted. She nothing. Man. <laughs> oh. It's just so bizarre of a scene, and he's, I can't. It's that's, the worst. Ugh, dude, it's <laughs> so weird and awkward, and I'm like, did he just, no, did he. Five minutes into the damn did thing. Did she smell her? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like it. I want I feel like I need to wash my hands. I don't know. Your eyes are a different color. Yeah, it, it's the lights, okay? Yeah, it's just so weird. Your <laughs> eyes are a different color. Ugh, anyway, number two, <laughs> and Christian's going to agree with me on this. Again, from Twilight, the first Twilight. They're driving in the, the car. Worst movie. You're you're turning. Me. I have a feeling all <laughs> three of these me. are from the first. No, movie. no, no. The the one is not, and you're gonna love it. But number two, they're driving in the car. It's when they like go up. There's like that accident or something, and they're and she she pulls just the line delivery of when she says, "Whoa, you're so cold," followed immediately by, "Whoa, what is going on?" <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> they run out of light. They couldn't film it again I, at night. <laughs> I am, like, I don't want to call myself an actor, but I am just kind of on the side whenever there's gigs. And, and I'm not saying I'm, like, even good or no, great. No, remember, you had your I own know, little mishap, yeah. Right, I know what goes into these scenes, and I know good acting when I see it, whether I'm good at it or not. She took and an that's Ambien not before good. she and filmed that. And that's the take they used. Like, you can do multiple takes. 
Like as the director, that means that the director heard what she said and said, "Okay, moving on." Cut, print. No, no, honestly, no. It's not even the director. It's the editor going through the footage and being like, you know, that take. Can we that get take some right there. ADR in here? No, it's so. Ugh. Okay, my dad's in there. Ugh. Can it's you pull bad. in? It's just bad. <laughs> But number one, I think, outdoes all of them. And Christian's going to agree with me on this. It's in... When's her birthday? New moon. New moon. Okay. When she is opening her present at the Cullens, and she somehow cuts her hand, and the whole party just shuts down and Jasper attacks her. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me... Now, uh, Marley, you... What uh, every episode I do like uh, this episode brought to you by and Christian never knows when it's coming but tonight this episode is brought to you by Cullen's Razor Paper strap it's in. for every strap in it's for every occasion that you could ever want if it's Christmas and your mother-in-law's coming over you got a great gift for her but you don't really want her to enjoy it get the razor paper she's gonna open the, the present she's gonna slice her finger off she's gonna have to go to the hospital Christmas is better it just got better you have a birthday party for that douche kid down the street you want to give him a new baseball bat that's fine get him with the baseball bat but to get him make him get to it Razor paper, Cullen's razor paper, brought to you by Mattel, sold to you by Amazon, the real Amazon, not the identity thieving Amazon, (laughs) and it's good for all occasions, and if you call right now, we're going to send you a free blood vial to catch it, and then just so you can just drink that, and just keep giving more blood on this razor paper, and if you call right now, right now, in the next 10 seconds... We're gonna give you. We're gonna donate brand new blood to you because you're gonna lose it all when you unwrap these <laughs> gifts with the Cullen razor paper. Buy now, shave later. Okay. Did so, you, honey? So do you remember buying this nine hundred dollar baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that one wasn't one of my best, but um, it'll do. I and yes, they are all They're over improved. the top. They're improv. I did not write that. And usually that the was rest- improv. Uh, yeah. That was really good. I would, Thank you. I would honestly assume you had had that prepared. No. You no. should be. You, good job. You would be hilarious I, on whose line is it anyway. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think we should do I should have done like an that. improv. I should have done hey, an improv you should have. You can do. I know. No, but uh, I, I don't plan that going into any episode ever. It comes to me naturally whenever there's something <laughs> that can be turned into a product. And ah. I, when I saw that I wrote that down, like an hour ago, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's the moment. And I've been thinking about it ever since. But uh, this show brought to you by Cullen's Razor Paper. <laughs> it started in our first franchise, and I just I uh, been, just been doing going. it ever since. And the guest is always I I imagine them sitting there. So like I imagine you just sitting there going, whoa, what is going on? Yeah, but anyway, that was my number one worst moment. Christian. All right. I'm going to say number three, the Quileute Pack suddenly turning on the Cullens in Breaking Dawn. Oh, good one. How earlier in the movie, they're having the scene at the beach, and they're all like, oh, well, the Cullens aren't a threat. They're not doing anything. They're not killing people. They're not sucking human blood. They're fine. They had a baby. Kill them. Yeah, exactly. There's no nuance. 
So at least weird. in the movie. I don't know how it is in the book. How is it in the book, Marley? Is it like Well, they that? break the treaty. Yeah, and I get that, but I also don't get Wait it. Wait a minute. How, oh, how absolutely. Did, I don't get it. But, how did they okay. but I'm just the, telling you that that is why they began the, I don't know, fight, the I guess. Yeah. So, um, I thought the treaty was... the treaty. As long as they don't bite anybody... They're okay. But technically, Correct. Edward didn't bite Bella. He impregnated her. Yes, so and that. then turned her. I feel like they were they were nervous about the baby just because of the unanswered questions with it. Um, oh. And then I think they really, um, if I'm recalling the timeline, I think they really got upset or even like started turning on Jacob once the treaty was actually broken when she was turned. Oh. So they didn't okay. even have that. They resolved that plot line in the first part. Yeah. When he imprinted. Right, but sh I think she was just saying that that they... There is you, uh, you wrestling up there? I think my wife is wrestling with my two-year-old upstairs. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. But, no, I, they resolved the whole, the Quileute tribe in the treaty breaking in part one with the imprinting. They turn on a dime so quickly. We, yes. we gotta get them, yeah. but I imprinted. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, because they can't, um, so Jacob is actually supposed to be the, the like, alpha yeah, right. he didn't just by his it. bloodline, he's supposed to be the alpha, um, and so right. to go against, honestly, the true alpha and just a member of your pack in general, especially if they imprinted, like that's so huge for them. Um, okay. They would, they have to, they have to support him. All right, no, I and I got that. It's just the I whole just from, concept of yeah. it is so abrupt because it literally <laughs> goes from zero to a hundred back to yeah to zero, yeah. Absolutely. No, the Cullens are cool. They're cool. They had a baby. Kill them. We gotta get them. We gotta murder them. I imprinted. All right. We'll we'll see you later. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can we talk about there's this? There's no like, like hey moral, guys, let's talk about. There's this. no moral <laughs> dilemma going on with with them. Like they've grown close with the Cullens, uh, as close as they remarkably, can. as close as they can. They, they fought, with but them. they fought. They they have a sense of camaraderie. To some degree, and then once Bella gets pregnant, the way I thought it was was that the the baby is essentially sucking Bella's blood, kind of, and that's they see that as breaking the treaty because they're kill the baby is killing Bella. I yes, uh, I think so too. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily saw it that way. Okay, but that is a possibility. I I can just imagine the conversation though, like imprint, and then they walk away and they're like, wait. Did he say he imprinted? Like, yeah, but the, but the, uh, on on the infant, right? The baby, and they're like, yeah, no, it's cool. It's what we do. There's just no gray area. <laughs> it's just there's no like, oh, what we know the Collins, they're good people. There's no like questioning, same questioning. There's no it's build just up. It's bam. Instantly, they have a committee already, yeah. and they're ready to kill him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wait, are these the same wolves? That's that was my. Yeah, own. I mean, well, they didn't really necessarily like them ever. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair point, actually. Fair point. True. Fair point. Chris, they just the fought yeah. with them because they have the same enemy. True. Oh, yeah, Victoria and, uh, and the army. Victoria's they just want to kill some vamps. 
Yes, absolutely. They do. Good point. That is a really good point. I, I like that you said that. That's good. But they eventually do like them. They're invited to the wedding, so. Hell yeah. They are? Yeah. Well, some of them. Some of them are. Some There's of them. Few. Uh, yeah. Jacob's uh, not. He would ruin it. He'd just whine the whole time. Who? Jacob. Oh, Jacob, yeah. But I wanted to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of honor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? No. What if he was? <laughs> Jacob, I... You're leaving, Edward? No, not exactly. And how do I put this? I still want you a part of my life. I still love you. Um, Like a brother, I... I guess what I'm asking you is, do you want to be my... Man. No, no, no. Back Godfather. Up. Will you be in our wedding? I Sure. Do you want me to stand up with Edward or you? No, not exactly. You want to be our daughter's we, godfather? We thought it'd be really, really cute if... <laughs> you know how sometimes you have like your pet walk down the aisle and be your ring bearer? Do you think you oh. could tie a little? Do you think you could tie a little pillow uh, to your head? Swallows the ring and <laughs> glares at Edward. Uh, right, but is he in his human form while doing this, or is he in no his, dog uh, form, wolf form for sure? <laughs> Giant wolf form. Then he tra- tra- transfers back into a human. And he's naked. Ruins the wedding. That would be a funny beat, though, guys. It's not what it look. Actually, it is what it looks like. It's real. <laughs> Thank you. I. <laughs> no, no. But number two, I'm going to say the newborn training sequence. The newborn Eclipse, training sequence. When Jasper's training all of them oh. to how to fight newborns mm-hmm. and the wolves are watching. Kind of pointless in I the movie. Guess. Well, I understand the wolves. It, it, showing them how to fight newborns will help them out to figure out the tactic. It's just so corny. Yeah. The stuff that Jasper was saying was so, like, cliche, like... One more thing. <laughs> never turn your back on your enemy. And never go for the kill. They'll be expecting that. It and it's like, how... Cliche. Okay, let me open my cliche script book, and what line can we put in next that will... It's like any, um, yeah. any, any student film dialogue. It's uh, any um, video game cutscene dialogue. Not in my nature. Damn it. Guy I'm surprised I didn't pull one of these. Guys, we have company. Turned into Kung Fu Hustle. (laughs) That scene. Alright. And then you got the romance. Are you sure they didn't say guys we have company? I think they did at some point in this saga. (laughs) No, you thought they said on your left. Because it's in every movie, that's why. (laughs) If you've seen a movie, if you've seen a movie where there's people that disagree with another group of people and the other group of people show up, you're going to hear that line. On your left. <laughs> it's so... And every time you use it, you think you're so clever. Uh, but it's not... I, there is, a, there is a, a YouTube compilation of movies using that line. There really is. You should look it up. It's hysterical. I absolutely will. Uh, there's the one with you, Harrison Ford saying, my wife. <laughs> That's like, probably in one movie. In the finger point. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it, it's That's it's way overused. That anyway, yeah, what's your number one? I number one, I'm just gonna say the Edward first reaction to Bella. Bring it all the yeah. way back to the beginning there, yeah, as you should. Just you the should. impact. Just not even how long. Five minutes into the movie, and that happens, and you have to pause it because you're laughing. It's. Uh, I want to fast forward through it. I don't want to pause. Unintentionally it. funny moments. Uh, abound like, like you sent me that thing top 11 cringeworthy moments mm-hmm. and the one where Rosalie they invite her over to dinner 
And, oh, yeah. Oh, Bella, she already ate. And then Rosalie gets pissed and throws the bowl and, on the floor and breaks it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like bro, oh, okay, she's a little upset. I could have eaten it still. I would have been friendly. Relax. I hope you like liver. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's bull I, testicles. I... <laughs> It's all we have in the freezer, which is <laughs> just my hands. Um, one honorable or dishonorable mention I'd like to mention mm-hmm. is uh, when they go to the movie, when Bella goes to the movie with, oh! Mike, with Mike and Jacob. How could we forget? That whole thing, super awkward. Oh Never heard from gosh. Mike again. Yeah, and then he, there's one specific part yeah. when I don't... To, I thought I missed a scene because the way that Mike delivers this line... and. Just delivering it in general doesn't make sense when Jacob is all of a sudden getting upset and then Mike goes, I was sick before. <laughs> I don't and understand. Let me understand. You don't get that? Because no. he went into the bathroom throwing right. up. And then But why does him saying, Yo, I was sick before? Like how is that a because defense? Because I think Jacob this was the trigger. He was triggered at this moment. When he said that, it was like, dude, you're going to get Bella sick or something like that. And then his defense was, I told you I was sick before. No. So if you had a problem with it, why didn't you bring it up when we were outside That's waiting to see dumb. Face Punch? That's still <laughs> dumb. Why? That's like you saying, yo, guys, I just tested positive. You invite me in. And then, and then we get done with the movie, and then I'm like, then I, I got a fever. You. Remember, I told you I was tested positive. Well, why are you here? Well, I told you I was sick before, and I just don't get it. I don't get it. I thought that was you comical. You know, I've never questioned that either. That, you make a good point. I've never questioned that line Be- before. Right, I, because I, mean, I hated it. This, it. He's using it as a defense. He calls him a marshmallow. Like, that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. Get a load of that marshmallow. Um, with that scene, I think my favorite part is when they're actually at, uh, like in the theater itself, and mm. both of their hands are up. So she's like supposed to choose whose hand to hold, and I think I hate that part the most of that entire scene. Yeah, that's rough too. That's really rough. I'm glad it puts she didn't her in an hold. uncomfortable situation. Ugh. There's so many worse moments. I, I'm thinking back. There was worse moments than what I picked. I'm surprised they didn't do the old... <sighs> stretch. Oh, my oh. gosh. I can't even see oh. you, and I know what you're doing. Both, yep, both yep, the, he's <laughs> doing that exact thing. <laughs> and both of them do it. Um, <laughs> and they're, like, hand wrestling behind her neck. <laughs> so much better. Because <laughs> I just picture him, like, thumb warring. Like, Don't yeah. get off her. She's my... <laughs> they're, they're acting out face punch behind her back. What if? Now... Suspend your disbelief. Deleted scene. They do that. They touch hands and wrestle for a little bit. Slowly, they just end up holding hands. Team Mike or Team Bella? They just just end up holding hands with each other. And Bella leaves. We could have just ended the saga there. Yeah. Right there. Boom. Mike and Jacob. Perfect. And then, but then, then what Bella's like, twist. what the hell? And Jacob's like, uh, I don't know how to tell you this. I imprinted pretty hard. Oh. <laughs> pretty hard. I guess That's I found why out was so something. Hot. I found out something about myself today. <laughs> I did get a kick out how of that, How did Mike though. take it? I don't know. Probably bending over, but oh. I, didn't, I didn't ask yet. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did get I'm a kick. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I, sorry. I, hey, I accept your apology. 
But that was pretty funny, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what was pretty funny? What? When Jake just flipped. What? When he lost his temper like like that. When he was talking to Bella oh, yeah, in the well, lobby. He was, it, he was oh, yeah, because through... he's going through his, like, changing. Yeah. Puberty. Wolf puberty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wolf Werewolf puberty. puberty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before, but I think that... Spencer's made a few Weeberty. jokes about it's that. It's Weeberty. Because wolf Ooh, puberty, no. Weeberty. What did yeah, you call like it either. in the last episode? I Werewolf, you're changing body with Jacob Oh, Black. yeah. I wrote a book. It's called uh, <laughs> Werewolf, You and Your Ever-Changing Body. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a coming-of-age tale. He literally wrote the book anyways. So that's, okay. my, that's my top three worst. So let's move on to the... Let's get, our, let's get the bad three. taste out of our... Let's get the ta- bad taste out of our mouth. Christian, you start us off with okay. your three best moments. Marley will end with you on this one because then I want to lead into your changes from the book. Yes. So Christian you know goes, I'll go, you go. I'm going to give Twilight One some credit here and, and do the the piano montage bit when they're in uh, Edward's bedroom with okay. now the bed. When he's teaching Bella Bella's lullaby to Bella, essentially. And you get that really pretty piece by Carter Burwell. That piece, that did stand out to me when I first watched it. I do love Bella's lullaby. Mm-hmm. It's really, really a pretty I don't piece. remember it, but I'm sure I liked it. Well, have you listened to the past four episodes? Because it's the intro song. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I told you, I don't pick up on themes. I don't even know Yoda's theme. Carry on. Anyways. <laughs> Anywho. But and yeah, and no. it, it's, it's nice because it, it turns the the romance on its head is like, oh, they're going to the bedroom. Is it going to be one of those scenes? No. It's going to be a romantic piano lesson. Yeah. And that's cool. Which is better. Number two. Um, wow. I have a massive list. I just wrote down a list of my best moments. Well, and so I'm three. kind of a la carting it right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Go ahead. Ooh, number two, Ooh. Bella's transformation sequence at the end of Breaking Dawn Part 1. When she opens her eyes? When, the, when she opens her eyes and just the montage before that. It's when it's showing her, her body, her changing body. and that. Uh, so you've been bit by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she has a massive syringe, like an epidural True. sort of thing. But... Uh, where was I going? Oh yeah, the 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 Jamie. almost her life flashing before her eyes montage with the beautiful rendition of Bella's lullaby, like the orchestral accompaniment, and it's just like her going through her memories of meeting Edward and Jacob and that whole thing, and then it culminates with her. Uh, I'm explaining it again, like I did in the other one, but sure. her mom, like Charlie and her mom, and her as a baby right before she turns into a vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's almost like it's kind of funny that she's dying so she's seeing her life flash before her eyes but she's starting a new life essentially mm-hmm. Almost. a new unlife a new unlife yeah. yes an anti-life one of the one of my favorite sequences i can't remember if i got goosebumps during it i might have i didn't but i'm glad you did and number one here it is I, do you know what it is no i don't Can you guess the entire third act of breaking dawn part two Interesting. Choice. The the marching up to each other in the snowfield, the the dialogue between Carlisle and Aro, 
Arena uh, being wrong about the child and her getting killed, and then Carlisle uh, trying to stop him from mass. Everything. I love it. I love it. I love it. Not bad. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was shaking with excitement. I was in. I was in it. I. Which is a little surprising. Uh huh. A little bit. I was like I said. I was yelling at the TV when Carlisle got his head ripped off. I was like, no. Yeah. When Seth died, no. See, I wasn't because I knew. I knew going into it that it wasn't really happening. So I didn't. I wish I didn't know that because it would have had a little bit more of an impact. I probably would have been more upset. Mm. But since I went in there already disappointed, I oh, when, wasn't. When the Denali sisters were running out because they killed her, uh, Irina. Oh, yeah. And they're the like, worms. shield them, shield them, like, shield them. I don't yeah. know if they told Bella oh. that, but blind them. Like the Amazons, blind them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're holding yeah. them back, and then it yeah. just escalates. That was cool. And then Edward gets attacked by Pain Jane. Pain Jane. Which I find it funny that she is given zero lines of dialogue. She doesn't talk at all? No. Oh, man. And I, it's funny because we criticize her performance in Eclipse. She doesn't oh. show up at all in Breaking Dawn Part 1. And I, then in 2, no, no. she says nothing. Dakota, we actually, you're, yeah, you don't have a line in this one. You just look kind of menacing. Can you do that? You can't? Okay, shit. She's got um, the look. But can you try? Her her voice is she, not pinpointed. She is a child. She was a great actress. But. She, yeah. Especially in uh, My Neighbor Totoro. I keep saying oh, that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, what did you I gotta see watch her in? that. She was in a couple. More of the Worlds? No. I don't remember. Something. Yeah, well, obviously. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, number, yeah, one, number one, entire third act, all these <clears throat> characters coming together, epic battle scene. Not and bad. then it turns out to be nothing. Yeah, which in my, could have been. One, in my opinion, still, it's, br- it's brilliant adaptation from the book to do it that way cinematically. Brilliant move. Fine. Agreed. Yeah, I think I feel like that's going to be one of your biggest changes from the book because I know how it is in the book. Our last guest told yeah. us, but we'll cover that when we get to it. All right, my three best moments. I have a couple honorable mentions. When Edward and Bella team up in the fight, yeah, specifically when they are fighting together to kill. <laughs> it's Aro, right? They, they get hit. Aro. Yeah, that was cool. Um, then in that same fight when Alice tosses the who is it jane yep jane tosses jane to sam to finish off that gives him that assist i like that moment and then that end moment of breaking dawn part one when the last shot is bella opening up her eyes and they're red to like reveal and that's the last thing you see love that because it reminded me of the moment in catching it's very striking games where it ends on a close-up of the eye of her eyes it's a big powerful moment Number three, though, of the real list, when, and I'm not saying this to be funny, I enjoyed this because I thought it was humorous, I thought it was well acted, it was awkward, but it it hit for me. When Jacob strips for Charlie to reveal that he's a werewolf to kind of get him in that universe that, hey, not everybody's a human, there's other things out there, I just, I thought their interaction was really, it was, it was neat. It was just kind of fun. Like, Charlie acted like you would act. Like, oh, you don't have to do... What are you doing? And Jacob is just casual. Like, you're going to have to find this out eventually. So I'm just going to show you right now. This is my <laughs> this is my good shirt. So I have to take it off. These are my good pants. They're all I have. And uh, watch. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> but I, just, I thought it was a really fun... Like, just a break from Twilight's unfunniness to be actually funny. 
and just lighthearted. Not as heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just like in general that Jacob went to tell him, like, okay, you guys are going to figure out how to tell her that she died. I'm just going to go tell him that she's still alive and you figure it out from there. Okay? Okay. Jacob, what? (sighs) And now learn to breathe. Pretend to breathe. All right. Number two. Yeah. (laughs) The when the wolves are interweaving in the final battle with the vampires, Mm -hmm. like just that shot of them running with them and just interweaving, becoming truly a part of like their team. Like at this point, I think that they've, they do have a common enemy, but it's also, they realize these people are, well, these vampires are good vampires. They're not a threat to us. And we're going to help them because they're good people. They're trying to protect, you know, the goodness of of everything that is good. So May I interject? You can. It's interesting because they don't really have, they don't really have to be there. No, they don't. The wolves don't. Unless they're right, yeah. pledging loyalty for Renesme because Jacob's Jacob. imprinted on her. And by being imprinted on her, are they tied to her parents as well, Edward and Bella? You mess with one of us, you mess with all of yeah, us. New York. Yeah, New York. <laughs> but it's yeah, just a cool visual. It's that visually just, stunning to me. It shows the culmination of that relationship yeah. too. I like that. And it up. shows they're not it's not like werewolves are running and then there's vampires running on either side. It's their interweaving. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Number one. Very similar. But this one got me like a little bit chills. When you're not sure if the wolves are all in on helping the Cullens, but it's the battle between the newborns and the Cullens, and they're fighting, and the wolves aren't there. And then they just jump from behind the rock and enter the battle. Like, yo, the cavalry yes. is here. Let's do this. Let's bite some heads off. And it's awesome. It doesn't last long enough, though, but it's it's awesome. So Yeah, man. he really wanted them to run back out without their clothes on. No. I didn't. <laughs> Although, if they had, I wouldn't complain. But, oh, anyway, Marley, your three best moments. Yeah, all right. So, um, some of them are oddly specific and some aren't really that specific, but I tried to make sure that, like, for all my questions, I wasn't overlapping anything. So, all right. All right. So, these are probably not necessarily my three top top but they are three great moments uh, Fair enough. That, I, that i just want to talk about okay um so number three um is just so in breaking dawn um so we're gonna be like part two so arrow i'm pretty sure they say sometimes in the movie arrow but in the book i believe it's like stephanie meyer said it like it's supposed to be pronounced arrow so it's weird anyway um but just the actor that played that character in general, um, I, I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like a really evil character, um, but I don't know. He just portrayed the like madness and craziness. Um, Especially that, that laugh. Needed to see, and and the overdramatics were were great for it. So I I love, uh, and he's he's funny but also evil, and it's it's a good combination. It's kind of campy, isn't it? Which makes it more menacing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he reminds me, and this is in your realm, Marley, uh, kind of like um, 
like a stage villain. Like he overacts, but not in a bad way. Like it's meant to be overacted because villains are often, they're big on the theatrics. You know, yeah. the grand entrance and, mm-hmm. aha, yes, you are, and all that big. Like they're big. <laughs> Their personalities yeah. are big. So it, That was it's, a good impression of him. Yeah, thanks. It makes sense that that's one of your moments because you have a theater background. So I I think you, you connected right there. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yes, and and it's also such a I mean I mean really looking at all the other characters or, or some of these other actors, um, it's it's a huge difference in characterization than any of these others. Um, oh yeah, there are a ton of overdramatic personalities. Um, so having his, I, I just really really liked him. Flamboyant villain almost. Right. Yes. That's what it is. Absolutely. I mean, not on the level of Jim Carrey no. as Riddler, but no. it's enjoyable to watch because he's this conniving, uh, what a yeah. sycophant. Almost like this, this, this insidious, he seems like, oh, he's kind of harmless, but no, he's but not because no, his not. intentions behind everything he's doing are He's always looking for dark. an excuse to mm-hmm. add someone to the team. You're right. No, that's a good one. It's like, I, I was so disappointed when he wasn't killed. I will say yeah, that. Well. That did shock me at first. There's another book. Yeah, but it's Midnight Sun. It's, I don't know what that means. That's Edward's point of view. Yeah. Oh. It, yeah. Okay. There is also actually a book I haven't where it is, it's Twilight, but all of the genders are switched. Uh-huh. And so the main character is a guy. So Edward and Jacob are okay. women in this mm. book. But it's the same story with gender, so it's yeah. That might be a little I, interesting. Who, who, is it written by the same author? <clears throat> I I think so. You know, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, dude, they, they aren't named the same. So, right. Okay. But that would still be played. Yeah. Billa. <laughs> well, it'd be Billy probably. Right. <laughs> I, I wonder if well, if they ever wanted to do a reboot, they could just do that. Although, I Win. how would okay? Question because I know you're big on like you're a woman, so you get it. So, um, how would you feel if they made that movie and they made like the main character? A guy and the other, you know, swapped it like that. Um, so I'm I'm totally cool with with doing that. Um, <clears throat> I can see where other people may have an issue, um, or or like a conversation may come up where it's like, well, just why can't we keep the heroines? You know, why are female heroines? Mm-hmm. Um, why does it always have to? You know. Why can't we just have this? Why do you always have to, I don't know, take... No, that's... Not necessarily take our... Not that I necessarily want to call Bella that much of a hero. There uh, are some, yeah. like, Agency, weird, like, yeah. anti-feminist undertones, or, or it's what people think are anti-feminist undertones with her, but <clears throat> really, in the end, I, I don't necessarily see that, but... I think people would definitely criticize it as being sexist they or would, misogynist. They would, but... If there's a book about it, it's source material. Yeah, but it. I don't think I, it's that. I don't think it. 
it's more of a fan fiction sort of thing. I I think I think of it as if we never got another Twilight movie, we'd be fine with the ones we have. Agreed. I yeah. don't think we need any more unless they you did an R rated HBO older. series. If they did an R rated HBO series, Edward I'd and Bella. Be for it. Yeah, I'd I'd watch that. Do they have to recast Edward and Bella though? Well, yeah, they're getting it older. It's a reboot. That's what a reboot is. A reboot. Edward, be, be, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson could be Carlisle. Oh, that'd be cool, actually. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think you could pay Robert Pattinson enough money oh, to ever, no. ever do a Twilight movie. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, like, you, I don't think the Batman now. Once you do, once oh. you're Batman, everything else is below Well, it's you. like he said his favorite <laughs> book was New Moon. It's because he's not in it because he went away. Correct. <laughs> Uh, I have to be on set for a week. Cool. That's my favorite book. <laughs> Peace out. See you, Kristen. As I'm reading this book, uh, yeah, uh, I, I noticed, Steph, that Edward's barely in it. Yeah, no, we can add more scenes. I'm going to stop you right there. That's <laughs> fine. In fact, if you want to cut my character out completely, that works for me. <laughs> make Put it him a in cameo. the opening crawl. <laughs> make it a cameo appearance. That's great. Edward has left for. I wonder if he got paid less for New Moon. I bet I he didn't. I don't know. Because he's still like one of the titles. I bet actor. he did not either. I bet yeah. it was the same, if not more. Taylor totally mm. carried that movie. They talk about that a lot, too. Did in, he? In, like, inner, in behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, the his director even said did. that. That movie might not have been as successful if it wasn't for Taylor Lautner and his abs. That's his literally what I mean, yeah. Oh, yes. He was fun to look at. He's got washboard abs, bro. Wow. His pecs and his bite, he's toned complete. Uh, Anyway, what's your your other, what else is on your list there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, abs, uh, my number two best moment, um, which is not in the book, fun fact, um, is in, I believe it is Eclipse. Ooh, no, I don't remember, but I believe it's in Eclipse. Um, it's a scene where uh, Bella and Edward drive up, and Jacob is there, like, switching Bella to Jacob. Um, and mm-hmm. he's not wearing a shirt, and Edward says, doesn't he own a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that line, but that's I fun. think that's... Uh... Uh, yes, I believe it's an eclipse. Um, and it's not in the book whatsoever, um, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. That is good. It's just the best moment. When they try to do little he wore a shirt at school. thing, well, he had to. Doesn't oh, right. He would have been kicked fun. off the school. Y- yep. That's how schools work. Yeah. No shirt, no shoes. That's what that means. Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Okay. Um, my number one best moment, um, and it's not necessarily, I guess, the moment as much as the scene itself. Um uh, and what goes into it. So the scene is in Eclipse um, where Bella's at the window. And I've talked about it earlier um, where she's in some type of like state of depression. And it's um, after Edward had left um, and it's trying to show the different seasons and kind of show how long she's just been in this state. Um, and it has the song Possibility, which I love. Um, but I really love the camera angle. And like, so it goes around, the camera angle goes yeah. around her to show yeah. the time lapse, to show her emotions um, with the song. All of it put together was just chef's kiss. Um, and one of my favorite moments in the entire series. I agree. That I, is really well done with the I, camera. And yeah. I'll say the effects mm-hmm. of the, you know, like, because that's one shot. I mean, obviously, there's, like, green screen or whatever, but just the effect that it shows, mm-hmm. it is cool. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very cool. I don't like the idea behind her being so depressed that a guy left, 
but oh, absolutely. Yeah, but the if Writing we're just talking like letters, down to just yeah. the visual of what the camera's doing and what's going on around her, I'm I can yes. dig that aspect of it. It kind of brings mental absolutely. health into the fold too. It does because she is unhealthily well. No, no sort of depression is ever healthy, but no, she's like emailing Alice every hour. Yeah, you gotta listen. I'm not telling you that you can't be that invested in a guy or a girl. Right. But no person, in my opinion, is worth going through that. And I know you can't help it, but just, you. oh, man. Hey, it, it was rough to think about. It's not voluntary. She imprinted I on know. him, remember? <laughs> She's part wolf. I think something to, to think about for it is the like really understanding her age at this point. I mean, right. That's true. Probably 17. I remember being, you know, 16, mm. 17, being in love. I was a crazy person. Um, so I absolutely would like listen to sad songs on repeat, uh, like sad neo songs or something. So like, I understand uh, her over dramatic response. Um, but I, I assume it's just like immaturity really i that's, agree that's a good that's assessment a good call. of it yeah and <laughs> i i can't relate because i'm i was a a dude and we, we normal know, person yes also normal <laughs> yeah i was normal no i i i'm not counting a relationship i had in seventh grade because that doesn't count but i dated a girl uh, amanda uh marley yes. knows her but um you obviously don't it doesn't matter it was in high school um, All right, for like back a year, yeah, for a year and a half, and I took it rough for like the first couple days, and I'd never brought. It was I initiated it, and it was mainly like I felt bad, but uh-huh. it had to be done anyway. Um, but yeah. I've never, I've because like I said, I'm not counting uh, the the one in seventh grade. I've only had one breakup in my life, and then the next person I dated was my wife. So. I can't relate. Is that a rhyming structure I hear there? Uh Uh-huh. I only dated one person in my life, and then it broke up, and the next person was my wife. (laughs) I don't know. Is that part of your rap? No, 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 it's not. (laughs) I mean, I was fortunate. You know, you You don't always meet your sweetheart in high school. Lucky, you can talk about that stuff. I've never, and I'm not trying to whine here. It's just my perspective. I've never had that kind of relationship. Sorry to bring it up. So, no, no. There's somebody out there for everybody. It's that uh, Nickelback song, yet. right? He just have not imprinted <laughs> yes, yet. You have but not imprinted. You will. But easy, I'm having a daughter. So you no! dude, you stay back. <laughs> you stay back. No! Get Actually, get out of the house. No. <laughs> no. Did I take it too far? I walked Maybe. in for the next episode recording. Your wife's giving birth. I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Okay. Now. You brought that up. I did. Now, the the I, I'm really I'm pumped to hear these differences. Mm-hmm. So oh, the floor God, is yours. I, oh man, I don't want to let you down here. Okay. You won't. How can you possibly right. let us down? Yeah, I don't have an expectation. <laughs> I didn't read the books. 
Okay, so I've got five differences here. Um, I want to hear them all. We have, we have kind of touched a, a little bit on all of them, um, but I'll start with this one. And again, it's just kind of like generic uh, difference um, that's really important to me. Um, I'll consider it a good change or a good difference uh, is being able to add soundtracks, obviously, to the movie. So when you have a movie, yeah. um, you could add the soundtrack, which is obviously going to deepen any emotions that you have. Um, I mean, that's the point of obviously adding um, the music. And so that's where I wrote all of my songs here that I had told you guys about. Um, so that's my my first difference um, from book to movie is, I guess, a pro for movies is the ability to add the soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good way to look at that it because you weren't you weren't taking at it at a literal like, well, this happened in the book, but this didn't. You took an enhancement, like you took a, a the approach of it's a different medium, and that's mm -hmm. why it worked. I like mm -hmm. that. I like that, especially since it can accentuate the the teen angst and mm -hmm. heartbreak themes of the entire saga. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Carry on. All right. My next one. Um, is one that I had kind of always had a, a question about, I guess, but um, I'm going to have some answers, but the apple, so the apple on the cover of the book uh, and in the movie, um, I assume you probably got, you guys probably touched on this when you talked about the first movie, um, but I don't of remember. course, so the, the apple on the front of the book is supposed to represent forbidden fruit. So mm. this forbidden love, it's kind of referencing, I believe the author references Genesis in the Bible. So um, it's kind of talking about, you know, the um, just forbidden fruit in general, forbidden love. Uh, the scene in the movie where he catches the apple when they're in the cafeteria and it looks, he catches it in a way that looks like it's mm -hmm. uh, on the book. That scene was not in the book whatsoever um the only uh, stephanie meyer actually come talks about the, the cover of the books and she says that really like publishers decide on that so she didn't yeah. necessarily have a, a say in all of the covers um but i was always kind of confused about the apple i heard it took it. like 18 takes to do that right or i saw behind the I scenes i don't doubt it <laughs> i because you have to do it just the right yeah. angle and oh wait kristen do it again oh can you throw it better? I don't... Can we... Robert! Right? Roll it again. It's like the scene in Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire oh, picks yeah. up all the stuff he on actually the, did it. the tray. Yeah, yeah. yeah 18 is way better than 100. No, that's an interesting one, too, because, again, you're taking a visual thing from the cover of the book. It, well, and what happened in the movie is that was like their... Like an Easter egg, like a nod to the cover. Like, ah, see, we're talking about this book, but that's a keen eye. Yeah, right but there. it really doesn't have anything... They don't yeah. necessarily talk mm -hmm. about the fact that it's forbidden fruit or forbidden love in the movie. They do in the book. So it's just like two gotcha. entirely different concepts. Ah, wow. I see. Yes. That's... <clears throat> I like how Bella's kind of That's an on a Eve level. type. A temptress, kind of. in a sense, for Edward. In that unintentionally. Her blood, unintentionally, yeah. Just like Eve didn't intend to... She just wanted to try the fruit because she wasn't supposed to. She didn't be like, hey, this is going to ruin everything for us. <laughs> But I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Wait till they see who they get for the 45th. I tell you what. Oh. <laughs> no. Wow. 
That man. All right. I like these so far. These are yeah, good. Yeah, these deep. are good. I like these. Uh, that's what she said, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I usually have like five of those an episode, and I haven't yet. I'm impressed. You played my my game. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, next up, um, so this is going to be more on the bad side, uh, in my opinion, Ooh. in regards to a difference between movie and book. Um, and again, it's, this isn't necessarily pinpointed or detailed, but really just Edward in general um, between the movie and the book is is, are, is really two different types of characters. Interesting. Um, so in the movie, the way Robert Pattinson does, uh, portrays Edward um, isn't necessarily wrong by any means, but um, he's much more like moody and dark. And um, book Edward is seemingly more like, I mean, both Edwards are intelligent, but book Edward at least has some type of like comical relief like occasionally uh. will crack a joke or at least has some type of personality trait whereas edward in the movie sometimes does but not very as monophonic so yeah i preferred edward in the books i mean i love robert pattinson um but i i really mm -hmm. did prefer him or at least you understood deeper why she loved him because especially in the first Twilight movie, you have no idea. I mean, the first couple of scenes they interact um, are garbage and yeah. he pretty much mm. acts as if she smells, wants to be transferred out of the class. And then she's yeah. like immediately in love with him. And like the next day, Hey, we should hang out. What girl? What? Yeah. No. yeah it's weird. And then it's he really keeps weird. going back and forth. And like I, I said, we shouldn't be together. That doesn't mean that I don't want to be with you. It, what are you saying? <laughs> You're serious. <laughs> you know he kind of gets. You're giving mixed signals here, Eddie. I won't. I won't go too far because I. I want. I don't want to take the spotlight. But he kind of reminds me, based on what you just said, because I didn't read obviously, the the these books I've I've read before. But he kind of gets the Ginny Weasley treatment in the books. She is the best character, and in the movies, she's just kind of dull. Bland. Yes. Absolutely. Like it's okay to make a joke, and I <laughs> no, it's, it's fine to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, carry on. I mean the jokes that yeah. Edward? Sorry, go carry oh, on. No, go I wanna, <laughs> oh, the jokes that he does say are kind of flat, or yeah. the way he delivers them with his, just his demeanor. Like you said, yeah. he's more brooding. Mm -hmm. He he says it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I truly think that Robert Pattinson's hatred of Edward <laughs> eventually just shone through. Yeah, can we just yeah. get through these? I'm done. With I know these. he said in an I... interview. He's <laughs> in an interview. He's like, there are a lot of things in Twilight that don't make sense. <laughs> Mainly my performance. Also, I'm Batman now, so it doesn't matter. Yes. Who cares? Twilight what? You're right. I went from bat to Batman. What is or, it with uh, him and bats bat. and vampires? And I don't know. It's his thing. All right. Next one. You have more? All right. Yeah, she has a couple. So, the, yes, I have two more. So the next one, um, I mean, kind of goes hand in hand with with the Edward character part, but um, obviously, one thing between you know one huge difference between books and movies is the amount of details that they can put in. Um, but especially in the movies, 
like if I were to just watch movies and I knew nothing of, of this book um, or any of the books, I would be really confused as to why she would ever want Edward. Um, yeah, right. The, the extent of her relationships, even again with the beginning of Twilight, where they show absolutely no decent progression in their relationship, um, they Other they do lost. a better job at showing Bella and Jacob's relationship. Um, especially in New Moon, and you yeah, can see that absolutely. It's, that it's at least a realistic relationship where it's like a friendship and they care. But for some reason, with with her and Edward in the movie, it just seems like this physical relationship um, or physical connection that just like somehow happened. They like kind of talk to each other every once in a while, but it was just a physical relationship. Um, and so it's really portrayed weirdly um, in the movies. That's part of why I mm-hmm. we're Team Jacob. I think. It's because because we, their relationship it's a, it's was built genuine. on something. Yeah. Literally yes, something, not, anything. It wasn't built I on an orgasm in the classroom. <laughs> and I think, um, <laughs> I think if Bella were a normal person, uh, she would have gone with Jacob as well. But yeah. because she, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like any you know, normal person would have been like, oh, settle down with a, a wolf. Who's cute? Sure. Okay. Right. But I... Ah, boy. It's just not for me. Oh, Bella. I'd rather live forever miserably. Right. (laughs) With a bland guy. This is really exciting because I'm a wooden board and you're a mount. He's got a mount. Wow. He's got about as much personality that's in the pigment of his skin. His white porcelain skin. None. (laughs) Or it's just one Blando all over. Yeah. And the number one biggest. <laughs> this is this is going to be good. I feel it. And I, I might have an idea what it is, but go. He's like Wonder uh, Bread. You probably have an idea of what it is. We did touch base on it. So uh, it is the battle scene yep. um, in Breaking Dawn. Um, let me tell you my experience in the theater. Oh, so I, I watched this like opening night. I don't, even, I don't know if that's actually what they call it. That's theater. Yeah talk but opening the night? premiere premiere yeah. premiere yeah, there, there we go. you go either one um i went uh premiere i already read the books at this point i knew everything i was just obviously excited to watch the movie um as soon as carlisle's head came off the screams <laughs> in that theater i i i screamed i definitely screamed i had no idea that it was like i understood how it went in the books they they just talk about this is what could happen, but they don't they don't actually say like Carly doesn't actually like uh, die in it, um, or they don't s- go into as much detail as obviously they can can in the scenes. Um, so I wasn't necessarily expecting that to happen, and I thought that they had actually changed things. And I we everyone in the theater was absolutely freaking out. You could tell who <laughs> was surprised. Um, so I would say that I'm going to say that that's a good difference. I think that that's one of the best scenes in the entire saga. Um, and to portray it that way, the experience of seeing it in a theater for the first time, um, was incredible, um, for that specific scene. I haven't even read the book. Like I, I screamed when I watched it in my living room. I didn't because... My son was sleeping, my wife was sleeping, and the Packers game was on. So 
Um, and I knew, and I knew that it wasn't real. I knew it was in her head. I, I knew oh. that going in, and it ruined it for me. It blew my mind. I yeah. I didn't think Carlisle was going to bite it. Yeah, well, he didn't. Like so. I knew somebody was going to die because in one of the thumbnails on YouTube, it showed Esme like putting her hands over her mouth, and Edward was like, Whoa! Joke's on you. Nobody died. <laughs> well, Yes, I believe that they had at least um, like advertised it as some type of change to the ending or like... You're never gonna guess what's happening, or you uh-huh. know something along those lines. So I believe going into it, I maybe thought that something happened or something changed, um, and maybe that's what I was thinking or why some people were so shocked. Like they thought it was actually going to be Real. the end. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot speak enough how brilliant that is, though. Like for it to affect an audience that way. The last time I was in an audience in the movie theater and that happened was probably Endgame. Oh, Endgame. But I'm thinking The Last Jedi when Snoke was cut in half and the theater erupted in cheers. Not screams, but... (laughs) We often transition into Star Wars in some way, shape, or form in any movie we're talking about. Well, even now, I mean, to be serious, because just to get to elicit a reaction like that, and to have it have be such a brilliant twist from people who read the book who weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And for them True, to get yeah. something new, like a new experience out of what they already knew is just awesome. Including for people who hadn't seen it. Like that that's whole scene blew my mind. So maybe yeah. you said this already, but in the book, the battle doesn't happen at all, right? Correct. Yeah. So okay. it's just Alice talking hmm. about what could happen or at least it's her just showing Aro what could happen or that it'll end badly or that he will die but they don't like go it like the book doesn't do it where it's a chapter of that that happens and the next chapter's like just kidding Um, that doesn't happen at all (laughs) that's what Mikey was saying too (laughs) they had to do that because imagine the movie just them talking after setting up this all this stuff That'd yeah, incredibly anticlimactic. Yeah. Wow, the big yeah. finale. Wow, they talked <laughs> intensely. They shook my... hands and called it a day. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally okay. Well, good. Thank you for telling me that. I do not want to lose my head. You oh, guys she, are good. She's here. not an immortal child, everybody. It's all good. We'll she's we'll good. talk later, Carlisle. Bye. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Well, what about the wolves? It's, nah, they're good too. It's funny though, because in. I read an article about this. I think I shared it with you and I shared it with Mikey uh, about uh, Stephanie Meyer and the screenwriter Melissa Rosenberg went to dinner one night at a steakhouse and they were discussing like, well, we both know that the ending of Breaking Dawn is not cinematic. Like, how? what can we do to make it a cinematic experience and make it more exciting, not just have a a tense conversation, but have a big action blowout? That'll help. I mean, yeah. Well, that's not even a good book ending. Well, yeah, but it is. Whatever. Deathly Hallows, hello. That's battle. This, there's no. Battle oh, you're talking about no battle. You're right. You're yeah, right. Follow me, Christian. Yeah. Well, Deathly Hallows did both of them, because <laughs> you had the terse conversation We're with Voldemort Twilight. and Harry. I Welcome know. To Welcome to Twilight. Ha ha. Yeah. No, that is. Let Let's be honest, though. The Twilight books are not the most riveting. Well, yeah, well-written. Well they're, they're very, like, young adult oh, yeah. novels. 
Which is fine. It, yes, which if is you're totally young okay. Yeah, it's fine. absolutely. Yeah. Or a creepy uncle. Which is why I loved it when I was 16. Sure, sure. It's just incredible to think these movies came out. <laughs> they play as well Eight. if you're 16 or you're a middle-aged guy with a niece. The first one came out when I was a sophomore. That's crazy to think about for me. Yeah, I don't remember. Wait, when did the first one come out? Oh, yeah, so I was a something. Doesn't matter. We were in high school. No, those are good. I kind of wish I watched them back then. Yeah, I don't. You didn't disappoint with the changes. Those are good changes. And obviously that battle thing is just, it's mind-blowing and makes me appreciate it a little bit better. Because I would have hated them just talking. Yeah. I would have, I would have burned my TV. So, there's that. I'm gonna come back to you with another thing I want to know, but I do this thing with every episode where I do my end of the year awards. It's I hand out awards, you know, like the MVP and all that. I incorporate sports, you know, I project sports onto these movies. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, I think you'll agree with these awards, both of you. So the end of the year awards, the Twilight Saga Awards, starting us off, the first award of the night, the Why Are You Even In This Film Award goes to my boy, Mike. (laughs) He was just there. He was sick before. He was sick before, and he never got better. And if he did, I honestly don't remember, which leads me to my next award, the COVID Pandemic Memorial Sick Before It Was Cool Award goes to Mike. (laughs) Goes to Mike. He really uh, brought it. When you're <laughs> sick, but he he was the super spreader. He knew he was sick. He even had symptoms, and he liked the girl so much. He went out knowing he was sick, potentially getting her sick, but also knowing he could get Jacob sick, and then he'd have her for himself. Well, yeah, well, and that's a baller move. Freedom. It's a baller move, but it what? Freedom. You can't take away his freedom to go to the movies, Spencer. Nope. <laughs> he He's going. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I want to see face <laughs> Whether you remember it or not, it doesn't matter because this takes me into my next award. The most forgettable award. And guys, this is the first time in Sequel Men history we have a triple crown winner. Three awards. Mike. Is this going to be a Mike sweep? <laughs> no. Mike, the most forgettable award. But not to me, because I remember him. I'm Team Mike through and through. <laughs> but wait, who was he? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. He was just a guy that liked a girl for 10 minutes and then moved on. I could have given it to any one of her friends, but I thought he deserved it the most. So now we go to the Defensive Player of the Year Award. And I'm giving it to Jacob because of how he protects Nessie specifically mm. he's on the defense he's not looking to fight he's playing playing defense he's he's has her on his back and he does he he's a little offensive when he has to bite the head off and he's only uses his his offensive moves when he has to but he protects he's defense so now the most improved award and i think this is going to be a surprise for a lot of you because I didn't want to give her credit at all. Mike! But I gotta go. No. <laughs> I gotta go. Bella. Bella, because she started off as a plank, and she ended as... Um, Bored. 
a board. <laughs> she grew <laughs> into a board, into an entire tree. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's always the least improved award. And this award goes to somebody who's very near and dear to my heart as an actress. This movie, not for her. Jessica. Anna Kendrick. She just got... Yeah, I, I feel bad for her because she's better than this. The character got I shafted. Okay. <laughs> she got... It's like they felt bad for her too because they're like, let's give her... She's valedictorian. Give her a speech. Give her her speech. And then that was the end of it. And then she had a, a joke at the wedding. And that was it. Moving on to the sixth man of the year award. He's always there. He's not somebody you're going to start. But if you need somebody to come in off the bench and give you the assist to give your give you the energy boost that you need, you're going to call on Seth. Mm-hmm. He's young. Mm-hmm. He's still learning his abilities. He's a fireball. Got a lot of energy. A lot of heart. And he's willing to follow. He's loyal. He's going to go with Jacob because he knows that's right. He doesn't care about the treaty. He's with Jacob. And I love that quality about him, which gives him the sixth man of the year. Now moving on to the crew, to the behind the scenes. The coach of the year award for best crew member. I think he only did one film. Christian will agree. Howard Shore. Yeah. Howard Shore of Ah, Lord of the Rings fame. Oh, yeah. And Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Hobbit, Lord Howard of the Shore, He really composed the shit out of the one movie that he did. I don't even remember the movie. And now the big night. Eclipse. The big night. The big award. <laughs> best movie, best score. The big award of the night. The Harry Clearwater Memorial MVP uh. Award. And we have another first. We have <laughs> He's another <laughing>. first. <laughs> we have our first ever... At the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the awards, we had our first ever three-peat, our triple crown. Guys, I couldn't pick. We have our first ever three-way tie MVP. Charlie, for just what? being supportive of Bella. Okay. And and just doing that flip right there. I mean, she's getting married at 18, and he's supportive. He walks her down the aisle, and he changes his mind about Edward. He grows as a man. He gets along with her mom, even though they're not married. And he's there for her. Mm-hmm. Number two, Alice. Because without her, we wouldn't have a cool battle scene. Even though we didn't, we still did. We got to see it. The viewer got to see it. And she brought in the uh, the hybrid vampire-human to show Aro that, yo, there's other people like uh, Renesmee. She's not a threat. She's not immortal. It's good. It's fine. These people can explain it. She brought them in with Jasper, but... He's. Uh, it's just Alice. It's Alice's game. Well, Alice is. Oh, never mind. Your it's your thing. Yeah, it's my thing. And the third, the <laughs> third MVP, Carlisle, with an S. And my dear. He, <laughs> he <laughs> is the glue that holds the Cullens together. Literally, he created the family tree, if you will. And he's the most supportive of just everything. He's, he's with the wolves. He never has an issue with them. He's always trying to fix relationships. He's a doctor. He He's for the people. He mends hearts. He mends hearts. And that concludes our end of the year awards. Twilight Saga, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, it's been a great year. It's been a great year. But it's coming to an end. No, that's, that's, that's the awards. Now I want to ask Marley here. 
because we've had one other female guest. It was my niece a couple episodes ago, and I asked her kind of, from a woman's perspective, how do you feel the portrayal of women overall is in this saga? Books or movies, mainly movies. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. um, so I guess I'll touch on, on one thing, uh, I guess that I kind of talked about briefly, briefly earlier, um, that there was some criticism as to thinking that Bella was some type of anti-feminist character because seemingly it looks as if she's just, she only cares about love. She only cares about, you know, being in love or choosing a guy or she only cares about a guy or whatever. Um, but I think, and I've, you know, I've read up on it and seen other people's opinions and I kind of feel this way too. <clears throat> I think at the end, um, what really makes uh, Bella a feminist or at least makes her seem not anti-feminist, um, it comes down to choices. The fact that uh, she's able to make the choices, she does make her own choices, um, especially with Edward and Jacob. Um, so it's not necessarily that she's like seen as some type of prize for either of them necessarily. Um, she gets to make her own decision. Um, you know, obviously with Edward, he also makes a decision. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I don't necessarily know if I have any other issues with how the women are portrayed in this, but I bet if I rewatched it really closely, I could probably come up with something, but I don't, I'm not necessarily like too picky about my feminism. <laughs> that sounds okay. harsh, but, um, there weren't super huge red flags to me. Um, good with how the woman, mm. women were portrayed in this. I mean, I think a lot. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, th the only thing that I, I guess I can maybe say is like the, the physical capability of Bella, um, mm. that she's, you know, really clumsy and she doesn't know how to fight and, you know, she has to be taken care of by men, but, um, that's only necessarily for Bella and that's only realistically kind of in the beginning. Um, when she turns into a vampire, you don't necessarily see that anymore. Um, so I guess you kind of see that character development um, as she actually becomes a woman because in the beginning, she's still a child. She's still a minor, technically. Mm -hmm. um, so I can see where some maybe her physical abilities or lack thereof um, and how they were portrayed um, may rub people the wrong way, but uh, not for me personally. That's that's good. Like, I'm glad that you're taking that away, like what you are taking away, because it's, it's different. Because if you just look at it at the surface, it's, oh, she needs a man. She only wants to live forever to be with this guy. But in the end... 
she makes that choice, and that's you touched on that. That's what makes it different than like needing the guy. She any choice that was made, she made herself. Whether it was right or wrong, it was still her choice. Yeah. And that alone gives her yeah. agency, as Christian likes to say. Whether it's a lot of it or not, it gives her some. Yeah. And then when she is a vampire, she's a super important part of the uh, the grand scheme of things with her powers. Yeah. And she... Oh, that's so brilliant, though. I just that just popped in my head, because in Eclipse they're all protecting her, and then she's the weak it. one. She's now, pre- oh. I not, you know what? I don't think I even know if that ever clicked with me either. But I mean that you're welcome. That too, kind of goes against um, people who are thinking that she was anti-feminist. Um, I mean that character development, even even with that example, is perfect. Hmm. Yeah. And, of course, there are better female-led movies. Of course. But if you look deep enough into the dynamics of this character, of her character... You'll hit the core. There's more... Yes. There's more to it than what's on the surface. Right. I do agree. You just have to be willing to go a little further Mm -hmm. and realize, okay, well, she's independent in the fact that she's doing this on her own and I think Edward you, is even trying to be like yo don't do this for me you don't don't live forever it's not what you want and she doesn't say it but essentially is like you don't get to decide for me you don't you don't get to decide what I want it's my mm-hmm. choice good it's I look I have a deeper never thought I'd say this about Twilight but a deeper respect for it for the narrative and for the character of Bella than what I ever thought that I would have. A lot of people, yeah, it's just, you, that's a thing with a lot of things. You got to look below the surface and find the value there. It's like transforming. And you also got to think about her age, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little naive, naivety? Na- naivete, 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 yeah. Na- sure. French. Uh, that's the word. Okay, good. So... I mean, rewatching it back uh, as an adult, I do pick up on some some things that about like Edward and Jacob that I don't necessarily like, um, with some slight like manipulation in regards to Bella, or um, especially when you see like a new moon and eclipse, um, whereas you know what their first kiss, um, and mm-hmm. and Jacob is a little. Uh, more forceful than I believe a man should be. And then um, Edward kind of talks about that actually in Eclipse um, where he kind of talks about consent or um, her not wanting it or her not asking for something or asking for the kiss or whatever. Um, So in like back in the day, I don't necessarily think I, I picked up on that as much as I do now as an adult. So there were some red flags. Um, with how the men behaved toward Bella. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, it wasn't necessarily part. enough to concern me sure. for the characters. But they were there. I remember yeah. reading something about how some organization spoke about how it 
their relationship, Edward and Bella's, fit the criteria of a uh, unhealthy relationship oh, sort of thing. that doesn't surprise me. I think that that relationship is very physical. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't even, especially in the movies, it wasn't necessarily based off of anything but physical. It was some weird connection, attraction, um, and they barely spoke before they, like, were in love. What's that Greek or Roman uh, myth about the guy who falls in love with the statue? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember, but it reminds me of that. Of how Edward's basically a statue. I mean, they fall apart like him. And their skin is like porcelain. Yeah, his face literally cracks. I'm going to look that up. Oh, yeah, that was a bad effect. There was one part going off the how women treat... or I mean, men treat women, sorry. That really got... like. It annoyed me, and it kind of made me mad when. He, wait, maybe am I misremembering this? Pygmalion. When Jacob was trying to force Sorry. a kiss, and maybe you, that's what you were talking about. And then later, she's like, "Don't go! I'll kiss. We can kiss. I want to." And I, I felt like she was kind of manipulated into thinking that, and I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. But that's kind of what you were saying too, yeah. the treating. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulation like that. Yeah, I can. I didn't like it. I can see that side too. Um, so with that scene in particular, the reason I guess in the book it's explained a little bit better. The reason that uh, I believe she asks him to kiss her is because he is kind of threatening to just like go into battle and kill himself because it doesn't even matter. The woman he loves doesn't love him back. Um, so I think that she was really. <sighs> I don't know, afraid for him, or I think she was just kissing him to give him some, like, I believe that she loved him. Incentivize? Yes, but just to kind of, like, keep him safe, like, here, this is just, like, your shred of hope. Please don't get yourself killed or do anything stupid. Um, I do believe it's still manipulation that she pulled, Um, but, so, like, I Mm, see why she did, but I don't necessarily love that she did it. But I understand why. Right. Sure. That's one of my favorite scenes, because <laughs> of the music, oh, the score. You and your score. Well, Howard Shore wrote a beautiful love yeah, theme. Yeah, Howard Shore. Jacob Howard Black's Shore. theme. He has Fantastic. a thing Fantastic. For, for Howard Shore. He's real I'm imprinted. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking in the wrong no, place I, for love. you got to go to these composers. Am I? No. <laughs> I easy. No. Come on. Hey. Well, hey. you could imprint um, my dog or my cat. No, I don't. They're girls. Nope. Nope. Or, I mean, one of no. them is a guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It's weird. They can't turn into humans. You know that. It's not the movies. Okay. All good. Right. That was a good dead silence. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. kind of winding down here, as you can tell. We, I, I'm hesitating at, the, at every wrap-up. I do what I call a recap rap. And I wrote... I wrote a little a rap song from the point of view of Bella. So maybe I'm thinking I'll read this as I'm her. So not actually rapping, but it'll be more of a comedy, like really monotone. And so if it sounds like I'm not a good rapper, it's because I'm trying to not be. Mm, sure. So yes, yes. I'll li- <laughs> consider this a Bella poem if, if you want, if you want to hear it. If not, I won't. 
Go ahead. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna take the my dead earbud out. Is everything home. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my earbud out so I won't be able to hear reaction because I have this echo. Oh, ouch. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Here's the the uh, my life as told by Bella Swan, the rapper. Christian. Christian. It's yeah, empty, it's in, empty here. in here. I think I'm in think Bella's, I'm head. Bella's head. Okay. This is a little is weird. I don't really know how I got here. But I guess we're just going to go with it. Hi, my name is Bella Swan. I live in Forks, Washington. My social skills are gone. Exist, they just do not. Pale skin like a baby, never gonna phase me. No soul like a ghost, call me Swayze. Edward gonna change me. Leaping through trees like he can't fly. Out loud say a but why? All I know is that I wanna be a vampire. Everybody coming at me, telling me that I shouldn't. But I know that I wanna be a Cullen. Bite me on the neck, eyes turn red. Got a thirst for the wine, hold the bread. Unholy matrimony, I be wed. Let me back up for a second Cause I got my wear boy, Jacob Coming full on like I'm wrong Gotta stay strong for my man that's a vamp I'm in it for the haul run that is long Werewolf can't protect me Only person capable is my boyfriend, Eddie Prepping for the Voltori Gotta worry, Victoria coming up to see us but it's my sweet blood that she wants like a seesaw Running back and forth till she falls off Head falls to the ground as she tries to take us all on at once Wedding bells ringing, clear, no emotion Walking down the aisle, daddy's tears up for a second But that's all we see for a while Coming strong, strong enough, breaking beds, crazy night gets wild Finally seeing some smiles, baby coming, denial Got the wolf committee Coming to slay me, cause they wanna kill the baby Maybe, they crazy, you can never tame me Big twist when he imprints Jacob got the highs for an infant Gotta quit, jumping to conclusions, don't be a nitwit Wait till she's 18 so it's legit The time has come, gotta assemble All the vamps from the world, the names we won't remember Abilities to get ready to rumble Arrow gets a chuckle Messy hybrid life on the bubble Leave on the double Cut the battle that we thought would be epic Instead we get the false future from the mind of Alice Eliminate the malice Turn to walk away with the last laugh Backlash, get my cash back For the battle that we don't have at last We end the madness From twilight to new moon Eclipse and breaking dawn Part one and part two See it through The saga that stayed true To the real fans who knew Say it out loud I'm a vampire What are you? Alright Christian That was weird I hope you were recording the whole thing Cause that just came to me out of nowhere It's like I was trapped in her brain There was nothing And I had to make it up on the spot That was crazy This has been a sequel men production Like us on Facebook and shit 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 that is wow. incredible, dude. There we go. That yeah. is good. <laughs> that is awesome. That is the uh, Bella Swan. And I'm not faking that because I've listened to it over and over again. But I've been working on wow. it for like five weeks. So have you honestly? It. What? What, Mario? Did it honestly take you five weeks? Well, only because I didn't write it constantly. Well, like, I wrote yes. a good half of it in a day, and then like this is, when I write them. I get ideas really quick from the first couple movies. I write them, write them, write them, and then I get sick of it, and I wait till the end, <laughs> and then finish it up kind of in a hurry. I feel that. But, yeah. That was pretty but darn I, good. I'm, I'm impressed. I really am. 
We do Thank need you very it. Much. That was. Um, It'll be. You're a very good lyricist. Yes. Thanks. I try. I do try. I, I, I try to. I do love um, any, you know, Patrick Swayze reference. So A plus. <laughs> I I that one that one was my favorite part. I took uh there's a a similar line in an Eminem song that I really like. So I half stole it but not fully. Mm-hmm. Say it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty late. You have children. So, so we'll let you sign off, but um we really really appreciate you yes, putting up with us. Yes, this has been for one of the best like episodes. 3 hours now. You've had a lot of, yeah. You. That's right. We were talking Twilight for three hours. (laughs) I can't even believe it. But no, you gave a lot of really good insights. I'm I'm glad we we had John. I'm glad you agreed to do it. So thank you very. This is so fun. I can understand why you guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, you just have to make sure that uh, when the episode comes out. You just you gotta share it. Of course, you gotta I share would. it. Say hey, yes. listen to the rest of them. Sequel men, they're good. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not good, tell people we're good. It was great having you on. You know a lot about Twilight. You know a lot about yeah. acting and theater and really interesting perspectives. Yeah, I hope you got to say. I hope we let. Well, I don't want to say it like yeah. that, but I hope we didn't talk over you too much, and you got to say uh, what you wanted to say. Oh no, um, I. This was awesome. It was literally the most perfect first podcast experience i i can only assume hey. um so i appreciate you guys having me on yeah and um if i didn't you talk go over ahead, once except for just now <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to go ahead and just bookend it one more time with that with your with your jewelry line mm-hmm. with your jewelry line plug or anything else that you may have forgot floor is yours uh okay yeah i will give a i guess uh, a little plug out for uh, my business, um, Leather and Lace Boutique. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Um, eventually, I'll get TikTok, but I just do not have the time for it right now. Um, but I make handcrafted earrings, um, generally leather, faux leather, but I have other materials that I use as well. Um, so, yeah, that's my biggest project. And then, of course, um, theater in general. Um, both of my groups or just uh you can find me on facebook i am happy to talk with anyone and be friends uh etc yeah yeah and i've i i follow your page the the leather earring page mm-hmm. and i gotta say if i were a woman i'd i'd probably get some they're dope they're cool Thanks. they're What's really stopping cool because i don't have my ears pierced it hurts into my job, I don't know if they no, but they they are very cool. I've seen them. There, there's you can do a lot with what you work with, and you're you're very creative and they're fun. They're mm-hmm. really neat looking. So definitely check those out. Definitely check those out. And um, yeah, thank you, thank you, Marley, thank you again. For, for being on the show. We're not done, Christian and I, but you know, mom's got to get to bed. Yes. So it is late. So thank you very much. Yeah, it is. It's ten thirty at the time of recording. So, thank you very much, Marley. Thanks Appreciate again. it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, 
Yeah, thanks again to Marley. That was great. Um, and, you know, as we said, we'll, we'll give her some more love at the end of the episode, too, just as a reminder. But that was fun. We, we obviously have to move on. It was a lot of fun. We obviously have to move on. We didn't want to make her sit through this part because it's, it's boring for the guests because it's kind of our thing. But we are moving into the coveted Finn score review and reveal. And speaking of score, I honestly can't believe I didn't talk about this several weeks ago at this point. I guess I was just in the moment and didn't even think of it. I don't know how. But several weeks ago at this point now, like I said, exactly. I just repeated what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to your Sports Corner podcast within the Los Angeles Lakers after a 10-year drought of not even going to the NBA Finals. And about half of those years not even making the playoffs have been rejuvenated and even though it was in the bubble it still counts there was still enough of a season they had a full playoffs that would have been the regular playoffs anyway lebron james who i did not used to be a fan of but hey adapt or die and he i have always been a lakers fan and so if you're on my team i'm gonna like you and then we picked up anthony davis this year COVID hit us but we didn't let it get us down and we went out And we brought home the trophy, baby. NBA Finals champs 2020 in the bubble. It counts. No asterisk. It counts. It's real. And 10 years later, we did it for Kobe. Rest in peace. And this one was for you. Even though I didn't win it, they did. I know it's dedicated to you from them. Mm -hmm. It, it, it It was probably one of their more meaningful championships. So that was fun to watch. And I'm just glad that <clears throat> I'm that. just glad that they had a a, a playoffs. It's poetic. It in really a, is one poetic. of the best ways. It is. So, Los Angeles Lakers. I'm gonna look back on this 2020 NBA champs. That was fun. Fun. And now, our final important necessary score. <laughs> our finals. It's coming at you. And the final fin score. That's redundant. What? Our final, final important necessary of score? the season. Oh yeah, it is of the season. It is. That's redundant. Shut up! Shut up, Butlicker. Our prices have never been Mr. lower. Mr. Butlicker, our prices have never been. Son, you're gonna have to talk louder. <laughs> I'm not gonna yell. Butlicker. All right. Dwight. No. Let's start. I have a feeling I know. You think Where I'm this gonna be is going to be blasting mine off into no, space, no, no, don't no. you? I just I know I hope this franchise lands where it's is supposed to. Credit where it's due. But I have it where I have it. Oh! We didn't have her rank her films. Oh no. Although she did say New Moon was her favorite. And I'm if I had to guess, I would say from there it went Breaking Dawn Part Two, Part One, Eclipse, and Twilight. That's my guess. We're going to get a Marley. very angry email. Marley, email the show <laughs> if I'm wrong. Finn score. we're going to start. We're just going to dive in. We want to rank our number, our e- movies first, don't we? Oh, yeah. Just quick. We don't need to yeah, go no, into yeah, so yeah, much detail. I'll just tell you mine from least to best. Okay. New you, Moon. No, you guys turned me. You guys turned oh. me. Because New Moon does have the wolves. Wolves. I think it goes Twilight, New Moon... Breaking Dawn Part 
uh, part. Oh man, <laughs> this is it's tough. They're kind of interchangeable. Which one did I enjoy more? I because even though it wasn't a, a real battle scene, I didn't really like how everything ended. I gotta go part one and then part two, and then Eclipse. Eclipse right. is the top one. All right, and that's a no-brainer for me. We're kind of similar. I'm from bottom to top. Started from the bottom, now we are. Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1. Hmm. New Moon. Hmm. And I mostly picked New Moon because that set off, it included uh, Jacob. Sure. And got him in the mix. Two, Breaking Dawn, Part 2, because of that incredible action sequence. I love it. Number one, Eclipse. Eclipse, Just yeah. because uh, all, it just turned the series the around. Yeah. The best overall. Mm-hmm. Made me a Twilight. Now, the Finn score, starting with... Emotional Impact. I am not even going to bullshit you. I gave it a 49. Whoa. I gave it a 49. Wow. I wasn't emotionally impacted. I was trying to be... Honestly, that's generous for me. I wanted to give it like a 20. Did you laugh? No. Did you <laughs> Did I you didn't. cry? Did you laugh? No. Did you smile? Did you chuckle? I felt no emotion except for when the wolves were there and they weren't there enough. Did you transform into Bella while you watched these movies? Yes. Or Edward rather? Yeah. I did. I I mean, I looked forward to watching each of them just cuz I I wanted to like ha tear them apart. Razz and there is up. value. Yeah. There is value. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It could have been lower. I gave it a 49. Because there was no emotions. I take what the characters are doing, not just the effect it has on me, but they didn't show enough for me. The main characters didn't show enough emotion. If you're going to be the main character, show more. I agree. I I agree. I know it's low, but that's what I think. Especially when you're talking about a a film, a theatrical, where you're trying to portray characters in, in a dramatic sense. Not too realistic, like awkward teen, but... Some people like that. I guess I'm I I, I kind of like some of that, but anyway, emotional impact for me, seventy five, and wow. I'm going to predicate it on that the most emotional I felt throughout these films was the battle scene. I've I've said it time and time again. I was no shame. I was shaking with excitement watching the battle scene. I was tense. I, it, it reminds me of the way I feel when I'm watching Endgame. And uh, it, it gets to the penultimate moment when, you know, Tony, Thanos gets the glove. He's about... Whoa, easy. We're covering oh, shit. those. I can't say that. No, you have to delete that. It reminds me of the end of Endgame. I won't say anything. But almost every time I watch that, I get tense. I find myself, like, clenching my fists or just feeling physical excitement. I felt that way when I was watching the battle scene. The lead up to it, just all the tenseness of it, the confrontation, the explosion into battle, it made me excited. I was engaged. I cared about Carlisle and I cared about the rest of the characters and like Garrett and the the sisters, like Kate and Tanya or whatever they are. Yeah, Kate and Blanchett. And yeah, <laughs> that's good. No, I will. I'm going to give it some credit here. I did feel it right. when Seth went. Right, that one got me. Even though I, I was like, I think I know that this is all in her, but maybe it was only part of it. And that one did get me a little bit. 
just how many people were dying left and right. Yeah, who I else felt died? emotionally impacted when Jane was getting chased after. Mm-hmm. Funny story, looking through the comments, some late uh, woman was saying, well, I went with, to see this with my mom. She's like, you better run, bitch. Like, <laughs> when uh, oh, Alice is chasing her. Oh, but uh, I think that might be one of the most emotionally investing moments of the entire saga, just given what Marley was talking about with her reaction in the theater, Mikey's reaction, like, what? That didn't happen in the book? What is right. going on? Like, well, I'm sorry, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah. I, that is the reaction I got. It was awesome. And uh, unfortunately, it kind of carries the uh, emotional weight of the saga for me, I wasn't really emotionally invested in the relationships, but no, I do care for the Jacob relationship more than Edward because, I, I, as I said, I grew on Edward, but Jacob is just, he, he had genuine, it came from a genuine place of friendship, like you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, they so, built, it seemed like they were That was a good relationship. More invested. And they spent a good time building that up in the movies, too. Yeah, instead of just being like, yo, you're attractive, you're a vampire, I want to live forever, that's why I right. love you. No, but I get that. I care more about the supernatural elements and, like, the powers and, mm-hmm. and the lore and that sort of thing. Sure, sure. And some, some of the characters, the side characters, you care more for than the uh, main characters. Or you're more yeah. interested. Oh, like, oh, I, I am turning around on that little thing I showed you that you said, oh, the side characters are more interesting. Why can't mm-hmm. we get those stories? I'd love to see a story with Garrett. Yeah, all those guys. Give us a spinoff. Like, continue. Have with them those all, guys. Like, have to come together for something again in another story. Like, have another coven convention. The Twiverse. <laughs> but that would be cool because the Volterra, you're still out there. The Twilight... Cinematic Universe, the TCU. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. But 75. Not, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. All right, so now we got... Storytelling. You go first with this one. Oh, I, I do? Okay. Yeah, we're snaking. 75 again. That's a solid C. It's average. I, uh, I give it a markdown for a little bit of inconsistency. It almost, it almost feels like there's no flow between the movies, at least the fourth one. I guess you could say the fourth one has a sort of Toy Story 4 effect where the first three complete an arc with Victoria and the army being out of the way and Bella finally making her choice and being comfortable with who she is. And then we only get one more after that, which is Breaking Dawn. It feels almost like there's missing parts. I think you mentioned something like that, like it needs more books or it needs more more fleshing out before we can get to a certain point between in the story between the characters and the relationships. In between some of them, I mean, I think the the stories overall, grand scheme of things, flow together. But there are some times where I'm like, did they just forget? About the Volturi? Yeah, like they weren't, weren't they completely not in one of the movies? They were not in Breaking Dawn Part 1 at all, except for the dream wedding sequence and the after the credits scene. Right, they should have set them up. If you're going to split it in two parts, oh man, that then was a set them up better. Big mistake, big mistake. Huge. And what's the? There's another one they weren't in. 
Were they in New Moon? They weren't. Yeah, they were heavily twi- featured in New they Moon. They were heavily in New Moon, but they weren't in Twilight, which I can I I don't yeah, like mind introduce that. Introduce them at least like at the end. I don't mind them not being in Twilight though, because it adds in the second movie it adds another layer to the story by oh and by the way here's another this is the Volturi there kind of the government that sort of thing we have a ruling party overall vampires uh, kind of self assured well, or what self appointed if as it were I mean at least give us like a stinger or something I maybe I'm sure the book didn't have many of them well, so write the books better but I think what they were for doing, the fans hint at it they might not have known that they were going to make sequels they didn't know if it was well, going to bomb or so. they knew it was going to sell well you don't know that they they I feel like they always play the first one safe and then they get heavy into the hinting at and including things for the next one but they only did that for breaking dawn part one because it had a literal part two kind of like how in deathly hallows they have that one scene Um, with valdi yeah yeah or i mean i'm sorry he who must not be named yeah easy he's gonna show up yeah you're again we're gonna be kind of opposites on the first two because uh for storytelling i gave it a 48 you're really bombing this, man. And it's not. I'm not doing it just out of spite. I know. Spite. I know. I just. These are what I feel. Cause, cause, like I said, what it is just a 48 like, on the scale? I don't a know. It's like an F. I think it's an F. Okay, but it's close to a D minus. I think. No, I don't know. But I'm not. I know you think of it in those terms. I don't. Right, I think of it in fine. numbers. No. Yeah. Right. Sure. Of course it is. And for the reasons that I mentioned in other ones, and what I kind of mentioned here, they're just. Needed to be some more filling in of the gaps, either like in between mm-hmm. movies. There were things that at points they were talking about them like we already knew about them. Or, you know, for the book people, they probably did. But not everybody's a book person. You, like you got to you gotta give us a little more. You're going to have that with anyone who's read a book. Like they're right. gonna like with Lord of the Rings and the Game of Thrones for well, instance. Well, no, the Lord of the Rings those those literally pick up. The oh last yeah, one. absolutely. So that's different. I guess I'm talking about just the I'm talking flow characters between. talking about how they know each other and mm-hmm. we don't have any idea. But right. I hear yeah. And I would have liked the Volturi to be more present, like what they're about. They were just bad guys for the sake of bad guys, and they it was everything was very vague. Bella's the special person, but we're going to find out. And then it wasn't even like this big phenomenal, <gasps> I right. mean, it kind of was like you're a shield and it was right. cool, but it was hinted at for so long. And it, the way that it was presented in part two, it was so, it, it almost seemed too casual. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's your power. You're the shield. That's what it is. It's Instead ca- of weight. That's why they couldn't, that's why, because you're this. It they was just, built up oh, that's the your power. anticipation up to a point and then they never addressed it in eclipse so it just the anticipation waned right. and then it didn't come back up again at, until breaking dawn part two like here's a here's just a small oh jeez I, I don't know why here's a small something they could have added I gotta think of it <laughs> no 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 a small thing they could have added uh, okay when in new moon let's say or even eclipse if there's a scene during the during the battle like let's say where was bella during the battle i forget because she wasn't there she wasn't fighting she was at she was on the mountaintop with edward oh that's right that's right but like when edward was in danger she like 
no or something i mean she did like do the cut where it it distracted the guy but if right. all of a sudden something blew the guy back or somebody tried to use a power on him and it it didn't work and you get the hint and it took something out of bella a little bit like she got weaker and you're like wait what just happened? She just projected something on right. him? Like, like hinted. Maybe like, she could have like been projecting it in that moment to Edward. Right. Like you might in, have just said that. In Harry Potter, that's what I'm saying. It okay. protected him. In Harry Potter. When he says. When he's learning magic. Like the when the glass disappears. And love. the snake gets out. He doesn't know how it's happening, but he knows something's going on with him. You know what I mean? It's all, And it's the love, the magic of love. How right. in the book it exuded like Harry sacrificed himself. And we're getting into spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. But he sacrificed. If you haven't read Harry Potter and you're listening to this, I mean, we will cover it eventually. We will, but it's the same idea where it spilled over and protected everybody. Cause he right. sacrificed himself for everybody. So nothing can hurt them now. It's kind of the same thing, but it would have been, that would have been really cool to develop it that way. Like even as a human, she can project a very weak shield against victoria right, or Riley's enough, power yeah enough to keep to him, him alive back for a sec. <laughs> quote alive and i mean even like uh like ray in star wars she had hints of like force like whoa okay what is like what's what's happening here but i then, have these powers i mean there's a lot of movies that do that it. i'm just a, giving you the the highlights right that had a kind of a wave structure where at the top mm-hmm. you're oh she, well, who's her parents and then the next one's oh she don't have any special parents and then yeah. it comes back up again oh her dad was grandpa was palpatine anyways yeah um i do appreciate that it's a coming of age story yeah and there's a fine. phrase for that a buildings roman buildings roman it's a german right. phrase I coming of age i do like the the teen elements how you see the characters grow because she is very, very young looking in Twilight One. She yeah. looks like a legit high schooler, and she looks way much older in by Breaking Dawn. I would say. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate and that growth. You, what you just said, the because I love a good like high school movie, even still, because high school movies are fun if they're done right. I like seeing high school movies where stuff happens in high school that shouldn't. Like you had a vampire. So if you're gonna do a vampire movie in high school make it like a high school comedy Mm. and like oh how does he you know he goes to the same school for years and nobody catches on like one of that dumb humor that people just accept it like yeah he's been held back several years he doesn't something like that or somebody attacks the high school and he's got a his secrets out or something make it you can even make it relevant to like um he's coming out as a vampire or something so that that's what I gave storytelling. Kind Moving a, on. Um, oh, uh, allegory for coming out of the closet sort of that, thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a vampire. <gasps> mm-hmm. Kind of like mm-hmm. X-Men. All right. You'll hit us first. Yes. With characters. Characters was a tough one for me. Because for the most part, I like the characters. I just don't feel like they were developed. The ones I wanted to get more of, I didn't. I didn't get... I would have loved to have known more about Alice or who else? Emmett even, or the other, the ones that we assemble. I want to see a movie about them. Even, even more of the Volturi, like I said, more of what they're about. Why do they want him? What's their deal? And, and we got, and then the characters that we did get, there weren't like great stories. Bella, 
you know, like we were talking with Marley about, she does represent feminism if you really, really look. If you can't, if you really, really look, because everything was her choice, but it's just why she was making the choices. It was a little weak, but characters a little higher, but not much. I gave a 55. You know, I think that's fair. Absolutely. I think that's Uh -uh. fair. We agree. Um, We agree. I'm going to put mine as a, are you done? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cut you off. I'm done. I'm going to put mine as a 75. Again, that's three straight 75s. I mean, I could probably go lower, but I'm just going to keep it. Stay true to yourself. Well, I'm not sure. That's the thing. You're not That's my name. Not sure. (laughs) From idiocracy. Um, I've never seen it. Anyway. I'm living it. What you can say about the characters is that, like, I'm just going to say what you said. You want to know more about them and you want them to be developed and fleshed out more. Mm -hmm. I would say Jacob is a very well fleshed out character by the time Eclipse comes around. He really is. Because you get him and Bella's relationship. You get a hint at it in Twilight where he's in love with her. And then in New Moon, he really goes after it. Mm-hmm. And then in Eclipse, uh, he kisses her in Eclipse, I believe. And he's still mm-hmm. fighting for her. Mm-hmm. And they kind of reach that point where he's still going to fight for her, but she's dead set on Edward. So there's still yeah. room for growth there, but he has sort of an arc. And I just don't like how... It, his arc goes in Breaking Dawn because it cuts off in order to get him off of Bella, his Bella attraction scent. for Bella. Yeah. In order to get him off Bella sent good one. He, they, Stephanie found a way to resolve that kind of infatuation relationship by doing him imprinting on mm-hmm. her daughter, which is a twist. Which is a weird out. Yeah. You'd think... You'd think what they would have done. It's not a six. It's not a satisfying no, conclusion. No, have a arc. baby, have a baby. It grows up fast. Jacob maybe goes away for a while, or just doesn't have the feelings. And then when she's like eighteen, it's like he starts to. That's when he imprints or whatever. Instead of imprinting on a baby, dude, that's such a creepy <laughs> element. Like, don't don't do yeah. that, Steph. Come on, yeah. Steph. Come on, come on. But I guess what Marley said in the book, they they make it clear it's more of a protective, sort of a guardianship sort well, then of that's thing. Even, that's, Up that's until still the weird age too, of though. consent. That's still weird too. Like I've been your guardian your whole life. Let's fuck. Yeah. What? Like, what? Yeah. No, you're like my uncle. Yeah, oh, okay. That's... Well, think of me as your brother. No, not that nope, either. Nope. Think of me as your guardian. No, no. not that either. <sighs> think of me as. This relationship is over. Yeah. Like oh, I can't. I'm imprinted. Damn it. Ah, He's imprinted well. forever, too. Yeah, you think about that. if she wasn't into him. It would. We know they end up together, which is still but, weird. It's like, I married my aunt. And she's they're, gonna, they're like going to be on the on the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> Headline, I married my uncle. She's She is going to possibly explore that theme. Like, once she gets of age, is he able to con- have father a child? No, not puppies. Is he going to be able to father children with her? She is half human. It's up to her. So it's up to her body. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I would say he might be one of the most fleshed out. The villains aren't really fleshed out. I'd Not like to all. know more about them. Not at all. The like Aro, he's an like um Marley was saying, fascinating, well acted, intriguing. You want to see more of them. You want to yeah. see more of I don't know about Jane, but I'd say she was like brought to, to her full better. I think she served her purpose by giving people a person to hate. Yeah, and you know what? If you're, they didn't, it's like they kind of heel turn. We're setting up these guys, Victoria, bad guys. She's building an army for this final battle, but that's not ended. even the final movie. Yeah. And we ended that. So With now, the oh, showing the up. big bad guys that we haven't talked about hardly at all. Like, stick to one. Stick to one. Voldemort throughout the whole thing. Thanos throughout the whole thing. Which they did a good job of keeping the Voltori in, in, Involved in the story by having kind them kind of. of secretly palpatining behind the scenes Victoria's army, like yeah. using the army to kill the Collins because they're just wanting power. They want Edward to join the Volturi coven. They want Alice to, and they have a one of their uh, coven members has the ability to uh, persuade people. So that's mm-hmm. how they would have persuaded Alice and Edward to join after murdering their family. Yeah, but. You know what else? That stuff's interesting. I think that's why Eclipse is so much better than all the other ones is because it's almost like its own independent story. It, it's <sighs> from start to finish. It's barely connected, really, because you start with this guy we don't know being bitten, and then he is throughout shown becoming this vampire, and it's this, it's its own independent, complete story. You have She's building an army. They get this big battle. Epic conclusion. That movie, if you saw just that movie without seeing the other ones, it'd still be it's a fine, yeah. complete movie. Mm-hmm. You make a good point. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. That's actually, yeah. Wow. It and has a, the, you know, picture that plot graph. Mm-hmm. It, it, it fits it. I was as I was explaining there, and it, it does. It's its own separate thing. It's a standalone movie in a saga. It's like, the Dark Knight is to the to the trilogy, really. I mean, that's kind of a standalone one. Nah. I think you might a little bit, yeah. I mean, every trilogy has one, or every saga has one. I, I think, think all like. the Batman movies are made to be, to work on their own. Yeah, and they se. can. You can watch any one of them and not and have not to be really lost. know. You might a little bit, but we should have talked about that in the wrap-up If of Batman, you just watched Dark Knight and you saw Scarecrow, you'd say, oh, it's Scarecrow, that's cool. Yeah, but, I, well, and then you'd find Dark out Knight, about Batman Begins. Oh, there's right. a whole movie. Wow. Dark Knight was the first one that I saw, and I was fine with it. I didn't feel like I missed anything at all. But anyway, Twilight, yeah. Yes. Let's move on. Or No, you gave no. your characters, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. Moving on yep. to... Visual style. Oh, my God. I go next? first this time? No, because I just finished. That's what she said. Are you, you sure? I thought I went first this time. You went first? Well, well, because... You started with emotional I start, impact. You I start, ended. I start. Yep, okay, I st- you start. Yep. You start. You start. So visual style, I gave it a high number, 85. 85. I gave it an 85. I love how authentic the locations look, like Bella's house, mm-hmm. her dad's house, Charlie's house. I do uh, the like Quilouette, the Quilou Reservation, uh, Jacob Black's house. If you notice inside, you get some native um, imagery. And yeah. it kind of does capture, I've never been to a reservation, but I think 
it does a good job representing what they what they are kind of like or what they kind of look like or what their living conditions are and most likely they are far worse than they are in the movie mm, and that's just yeah, giving probably. it a realistic paintbrush because there's mm-hmm. reservations that have a lot of issues with water up uh, clean water uh, getting out the vote lack of yeah. mail service that yeah. sort of thing so it kind of puts a rosy view on it in this movie it could have represented it better they could have represented the whole quilu tribe better in terms of its history and its legends i know yeah. that that was kind of uh shaped to fit the story stephanie meyer kind of took those and shaped them which is kind of appropriation so not cool um well, what they lack and all that, they made up for, hey, okay, but you guys get to turn into wolves whenever you want. That so aspect of it is awesome, that. like the shape-shifting. Yeah. But I just lo- I like the set design. I like how realistic the school looks. I like how mm-hmm. the, th- the theater lobby looked. They looked like real locations that you actually could be in, like Jacob's bedroom, Bella's bedroom. The only place that looks... Mm, and I guess that that would reflect the, the, the vampire's living style as well everything's pristine everything's angular and measured you know what i mean i do know what you mean like the wooden house that they live in everything's very geo geometric in its design to to reflect just the the logic involved in geometric shapes and how logical and mm-hmm. emotionless sort of not led by emotions the vampire people seem to be almost as well particularly the collins i would say edward but yeah, uh, Chakesme kill it with fire. That was the baby. Mm. That was mm. the doll they should have thrown into the bonfire. Uh, <laughs> At the yeah, and that's my mouth. that's probably the biggest reason why I I marked the the uh, the film down to eighty five yeah, is the baby. The baby. It's awful. The CGI is awful. There's I don't know how you can sit at the premiere of that movie and not be squeaming. squirming when those scenes and those shots come up like the visual and i'm not saying like trying to insult or humiliate the visual effects artists that was a choice that was a tough job that was a choice in general right so for them to sit at the premiere possibly and have people laugh and comment on that that would suck but that was a decision that should have been dealt with earlier and they should have made a a stronger decision on whether to go with CGI or just like we were saying in the last one, use a real baby for Pete's sake. Right, use no a real baby. Come on, what maybe were you enhance thinking? the eyes a little bit for expression, but not a whole fucking Pe- face. People will get the idea. Like you can, yeah, I, I think it. you can CGI the eyes and have it look natural. Yeah. Like there's life in the eyes. Mm-hmm. But again, this was thing. what 2000 whatever. I like how the saturation increases as the films go on. It goes from, wow, Twilight, it really is soaked in that blue-green. Green. But love the transformation sequence. The cinematography mm-hmm. reflects in the color, reflects the maturity and the, the the growth of the characters, too, like and how we got to know the Cullens more, so the color in their scenes come out more. It's it's good stuff. The visual style is good. good. The, vis- the wolves look fantastic, like you say. They do. It's great. They're consistently good. Yeah, the, as far as location goes, and I gave visual style a 70. So I, good, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty high because I, the locations for me too. I love a movie that's in like a smaller town. I love the look of a smaller town that's maybe not as high class. I love it 
I especially like it for like horror movies because it's just a great setting for that. This isn't a horror movie, but it, I like that small town. I've always wanted to write a movie in a small town because you get sick of the big action movies that are, oh, it's in New York. It's in California. Like, give me Everything small looks town. the same. Give me low budget, not big buildings. Give me run down. That's what I want. Like, if you look at a movie, like, even like a movie like Paranormal Activity, Mm-hmm. Like a low budget, they're in one house, but it's still, it's in California, so it's a nice house. It's not a creepy house. I mean, you put that movie in Forks, that movie's way more terrifying. And but I know it's I'm also way more cliched. True, but that's fine. You know, know your, know your genre. But we're not talking about Good that. Point. Eventually, I, I hope that I can convince you to do Paranormal Activity next Halloween. You've convinced me. For next Halloween? Let's do it. Or either that or The Conjuring. I don't know if I either one. Okay, okay. Anyway, back to you know so, side sidebar. But yeah, Forks, Washington. Never heard of it. What? Like I, it, it that, put me there. These put movies there. put that town on the map. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, tourism going on, and even Probably. people express more interest in the Quileutes too, mm-hmm. the real life tribe. Good. Yeah, which is good. So that's that's been the highest so far but i'm about to outdo myself for the next category music although i didn't pay as close attention and couldn't tell you oh that's the lullaby oh that's this theme that's that theme oh that's that song oh right they sang that the music is still the strongest part of the saga consistently even with the exception of the bruno mars song that didn't fit at all absolutely not even the vibe nothing fine mm-hmm. song outside mm-hmm. of this saga mm-hmm. nope but I I appreciated there was a I don't remember what it was, but when I was doing my character roast in the last episode, I think, or one of the other episodes, it was like this battle music that was going on while I was doing I think it was Eclipse. And it was awesome. Like it got me hyped. And I'm like, I don't remember that because I was watching. But it's good music. It's a good score and good licensed music too. So I gave music an eighty. I know you're going to give it a lot higher and that's fine because it probably deserves a little higher. It's just, I couldn't make it much higher because like I said, it didn't stick out to me enough to where I remembered each thing. What was most movies don't. Favorite musical moment in the whole thing. Favorite musical moment. I really think the end credits of, what is it, part two, not because, oh, that's the end of the saga, but... That song, you know, the thousand, I love you for a thousand. Wow. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, butthole. <laughs> I just really, it that song, I think that's a great song. Mm-hmm. And it spoke. It spoke to me. What did you get visual style? 85. Did I add that? I don't know. Hold on. 49. Keep going. You're good. Okay. Are you done with music? Mm-hmm. Okay. So music for me is going to be a 90. I gave music a 90. You were right. I was higher than you. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Not just a, the musical number. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, that was uh, weed. Anyway, initially I wasn't no, I very you. impressed by the music at first. Because the music for Twilight wasn't really my cup of tea. Like that punky, grungy, alt-rock sort of. The evanescence essence of the movie. 
which by the way they they really uh um they really lobbied to have a song in one of the twilight movies they actually wrote a song and presented a song i believe uh, to be a single for one of the twilight movies and that got rejected if evanescence did so yeah that makes sense it was fun to learn that they actually tried but um i what want to bring to your attention that we might i don't know if we have the authority to talk about whether music was too punky or not because our resident (laughs) punk master joel is um not um not here i just felt a shiver go up my back i know yeah, every time we talk about him, no shiver runs up our spine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Holes had a sequel. <laughs> uh, but but Joel, I I wonder what he would think of this music. Joel, where are you? Oh, here, let me let me get him real quick. Write us a letter. Hold on, here he's in the door. He's coming in the door. Hold on, let me get set up. Uh, sorry, I'm late, guys. I. Had other obligations in the bedroom. <laughs> but no, uh, the the music in this was, um, it was good. It was good, except there was one one thing, uh, and, and this this goes back to the to the book. What, the book in in the in the music in the book, I think they really um, they really nail it. They really nail it in the book, because even though you can't uh, hear it necessarily, uh, you get this visual with the with the words, and it almost lets you taste the meat. It's it's very palpable. It's palpable, which uh, <laughs> not like something else I, I tasted last night. Um, but no, it's. The the book really really goes deeper in it. So, uh, if if you look up if you look up um, Joseph uh, Scamberdini, uh, he he did an article an editorial piece on the music from the book, and um, there's there's a uh, there's there's, there's <laughs> just every, everything that you need from the uh, from the book, uh, and and we talk about it in trivia. We talk about it in trivia. We we talk about it all the time. <laughs> of course, right. uh, you you shouldn't be talking in uh, trivia because <laughs> I don't allow it. <laughs> uh, voice of uh, LNB. Thank you. <laughs> well, Joel, that yes, that actually um, is a good point because I I did wonder is there music in the book? And Marley said there wasn't. And that was one of the good changes. But you bring up a good point, and he's gone. So I love how you. Uh, <laughs> I love how he says mm, book. <laughs> yes, um, I have it right he here in the book. He is going to hate us. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't read Twilight because it's <laughs> not my... I'm trying to do my best. I'm not a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> no, that was a bad That was a bad <laughs> laugh. That was a bad laugh. <laughs> no, that one's not good. It's, it's more like... A, it's it's too... Like, <laughs> like one of those when he does one of these. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, I can't. I, he's gonna hate. I have to hear. Joel, this is coming. <laughs> this is coming from a place of love. We promise. Bring back your bat Bible. We'll do Batman again. 
We'll do Batman next time. Make okay. fun of us. We can't wait. Dude, I can't I'm, wait until you're back on and roast the hell out of us, dude. We should just do a roast dude. for our anniversary Oh, episode. boy. He's right. going to roast us, man. Back anyway, to, where were back we? To music. Back music. to music. I didn't even finish. That's what she That's said. What she, right, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Carter Burwell knocked it out of the park. In Breaking Dawn, he came back from Twilight 1. A lot of his stuff for Twilight 1 minus the Bella's Lullaby was very, like, um, I almost felt teen grungy. I, I don't know if you can. It felt very industrial, in a sense, to match with the teenage angst. But teenage then wasteland. he goes back to this pretty orchestral uh, in the book. <laughs> he goes back <laughs> to this pretty orchestral uh, orchestrations. For lack of a better word, I know it's yeah, orchestrated way to say that. Um, it's very orchestrated, <laughs> but with the orchestration, absolutely, it's very. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. great. Are but you Jolene again? No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> seriously not. I just not farted right. in my brain. But Alexander Desplat, Howard Shore had contributions as well to the scores for New Moon and Eclipse, and I love how Carter brings those in for again that brilliant Twilight Overture that you heard at the top of the episode. Very pretty, very brilliant, love it. Glad that he paid respect to that because you don't see that in the Marvel movies a lot. You don't see mm. prior themes being respected no. when tackled with a new uh, composer. But Alexandra Petsavas deserves a lot of credit for the use of the licensed music. She was the music supervisor, the soundtrack supervisor, so she was a big part of picking out which songs were in the movie and were on the soundtrack albums. We'll give her like the to credit. fit the tone of the movie and how the stories matured, she was a big part of that. Also, uh, the guy, part of uh, Linkin Park, what's his name? Uh, the guy that died? No, not not him. I, I can't don't know remember any his other... name, sorry. The guy from Linkin Park. Oops. No... He has a song, I love you though, I miss you so, it's like it's been forever since you've been gone. I don't know that one. Hey, wait, he's part of Linkin Park yes. though? Yes. He's like the rapper version? Mike Shinoda. Yeah! I'm Shinoda. That's, I'm, I don't you know. think it's Shinoda though. No, it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was a soundtrack producer for the original Twilight, which makes sense because Linkin Park had a song during the credits of Twilight. And technically, I, I mentioned earlier in the song rankings, uh, a, th a Thousand Years isn't technically the single for Breaking Dawn Part 2. It's the Forgotten from Green Day. But I didn't count that because uh, A Thousand Years is just a much more impactful, defining song. And that's another thing I wanted to say. The, ref the musical selections that the producers put in the films reflect the growth in the the conflict and the maturity of the central characters in the relationships, how we go from teenage angst and you get the paramour evanescent sort of vibe all the way up to uh, Breaking Dawn, which is more laid back and mature indie. And that was intentional, I read. Or that was the impact that those selections had on Breaking Dawn. So it worked. And it, we go from Decode from Paramore, which is about like, I thought I knew you, and now we're going to a thousand years. Like I knew you for a thousand years. That's how much we've grown in this relationship. So I like sure. the growth in the use of music. So that's why it's a 90. 
No good. And I was doing the calculations before. And also, Mike Shinoda, he's a songwriter, rapper, record producer, graphic designer. He co-founded Linkin Park in 1996. He's one of the band's vocalists, as well as a rhythm guitarist, keyboardist, primary songwriter, and producer. He also was a part of the music group Fort Minor, which you'll probably Uh. know as that... 10% 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 9 20% remember the name. I can do it in eight. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Joel laugh. No, I I had the score right here, and it, it ranks where it should. It ranks where it should. But I was just looking back at when we did the individual for right. each movie uh-huh. for Star Wars. And I have, this is things that didn't age well, Rise of Skywalker as a higher ranking than New Hope and Return oh, of the Jedi wow. and Revenge of the Sith. Wow. wow I gave it an 89. We're going to revisit those. Wow, we have to. That's our anniversary. Okay. No. So the new rankings, it came out. The Twilight Saga ranked at a respectable 70 which that's what I got when I divided by five. Mm-hmm. So that puts it right where it needs to be, but still a decent score. We have nothing under a 70 drum roll, please. What is our sequence now? Oh, it is coming in at number eight. We've done eight franchises, eight and like a quarter twilight with a 70 coming in at the bottom. Number seven, Austin Powers at That's 77. Wrong, no, dude. it's not. No, it's not. Number six, Star Wars. This is wrong. 85. Should be way lower. Just kidding. <gasps> well, I think Last Jedi really ramped it up a lot, but I know, Rise man. of Skywalker. Yeah. It was like a shot in the arm. Yeah, it was. Then we got Spider Man at number five with an 86. Hunger Games and MCU Phase One tied at three. With an 87. And number two, Toy Story with a 90. And our number one that I think is going to be there for a while, maybe forever, is the Dark Knight Trilogy at 93. Uh, maybe not forever. I think so. What, do, what are you going to put it up higher? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fudge the numbers. Fight me. No, you're no, not. I'm just kidding. I control the numbers. You I'm control kidding. the numbers. So there's your Finn score. There's your new rankings. It's been a good, fun season one. We got some more surprises coming up. And Twilight has been, I don't want to say a fun ride. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, uh, a ride. It has Just been a ride. A ride. I have grown into liking and appreciating the movies for, I, I don't know. It resonates with the teenage side of me. Like I said, when I was talking about Twilight a year ago I mean like I'm not really into the whole romance aspect I like the vampire lore like the vampire ability sort of thing like just the fantastical elements of it Mm -hmm. like I don't find the shimmering vampire thing funny anymore but I still do the way they show it is a little 
questionable, but just the concept itself, it's trying to turn a trope in, around on its head, and it's not that bad. Yeah. But I, I would consider myself uh, at least, a teacher. as far as the movies are concerned, a twihard. I'm not. But I, I wouldn't mind having another film or exploring like a sequel to Breaking yeah. Dawn yeah. just to see what happens with the Voltori because so they're still they they're still out there. Yeah, I want to. That could come to a head with Renesmee and Jacob if they ever have kids. If she explores that, but mm -hmm. the the thing about that is you wouldn't have uh, Kirsten Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> the end of Stewart. the saga of me saying her name wrong is coming. Kristen Stewart. Give her the respect she deserves. Kristen Stewart. I really like her. I grew to like her watching I, these movies. She's not in these movies at all. She's funny on SNL. She is. She's cool. I think she's pretty attractive. She I will say that. She, she's alright. And uh, I, I, I just grew to like these movies. To a certain yeah. degree. I'm interested in seeing what comes next. Let's just say I like them enough to not quit halfway in and be like, Christian, we're doing a different one. Right. Because we had a year to You really hated sit. Casino Royale. No, I didn't. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, because well, no, COVID did. It. Yeah. Uh, we've said oh, this will be said. the end of, I did, season one with, I mean, quotes. Each year will be like a season. But we're not going on like a big long hiatus like TV shows. It'll just be like a month or so, maybe even less. Who knows what we'll hit next well, after our ideas. little break? I mean, we could. We could. Break. Let's do one, just or one or two, just to lead into the well, other. Well, we ones. could. We could. And I'm not saying this one's next because we legitimately haven't decided at this point of recording. We'll announce it at soon before it airs. There'll be some sort of announcement, little fun ditty thing, maybe when we do an anniversary episode. But what we could do and that we've talked about is going on a journey to somewhere okay. hot. That's a lot of movies a there. A journey to somewhere hot. Ooh. Or a journey to somewhere cold. Where? Who knows? Maybe we'll go all the way back to the Ice Age. The Ice Age. The Ice Age is a franchise. But you know what else? We might be expanding our sequel man, men brand. And I'm, I'm, we were discussing, and maybe there are, we might treat seasons of shows as franchises. And we might expand. You know, with each act. Taking up uh, an episode. We might expand, man. So instead of Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, we'd have maybe an uh, Episode 1, Episode 2, Episode 3. And then you mm -hmm. just give a brief explanation of each episode. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And depends on the show, depends on the episode. We're not promising that, but we've talked about it. We've talked about it. And I think we're going to get into some horror genre a little bit uh, in next year, too. So... That's it, maybe. Or may, maybe it'll be another Star Wars thing. Or maybe, maybe we Star just gave Wars away stuff. everything that's coming in some maybe. sort of hint. There's a lot of franchises out there. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm hearing, Christian. Although I know I am because you put it in there. That's what she said. Oh. But. I did not put anything in anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, the music, and we don't have a big old theatrical 
Oh, we got a letter or anything to announce because we're not sure. But let this... I thought it would be kind of fun, Spencer, to do a little ring theory of our own by uh... starting off with, musically at least, from where we began with Star Wars. So... Yeah. Well, our uh, cat's out of the bag. We're going to do an anniversary show, revisit Star Wars a year later from where we started, full circle it, and we'll get Joel back, and maybe we'll get Brandon Pop this time. Oh, yeah. And we'll make it a, a four-way... And oh, re-rank, because yes. we do have to re-rank. I think it would be poetic to re-rank. Oh, okay, Do the yeah. re-rank show. It doesn't have to be a three-hour show. You said poetry. Oh. <laughs> <I just>. <laughs> Edward and <in> chemistry. <laughs> so stay tuned. And after that, from there, we'll announce the big season opener. And Who knows what it could be. It is big. You don't want to miss it. That's what she said. That's right. And that'll be a big, that'll be a big event. And then after that, might might get the bad Batman movies. I don't know, you might. Maybe eventually we'll return to our mission with 007. I don't know. I don't know eventually, what the future holds. <laughs> it'll be a whole year before yeah. we go back to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually, though. But for now... Literally, it could be an entire year. It was delayed until April, I believe, again. Mm-hmm. But for now, this is us signing off. That's it. Season one of Sequel Men, the podcast, is in the books, folks. It's in the can. And it's in the can. There you go. Film, film phrase there. But it's been a wild ride. It's been a long journey since last December. We're almost up there once again. This, It's been fun. Ending it here in November. We're going to take a little break here, but uh, keep it here. This has been Sequel Men, the podcast. The final edition of the Twilight Saga. The Twilight of the Twilight Saga here. You can listen to this and all of our other episodes on YouTube, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts or Play, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else where you want to listen to podcasts. We got a whole bunch of them out there. We got an entire season's worth. 46 episodes, I believe, or 47. Mm -hmm. Take a gander at them. See what you think, and you can see how our show has grown over the past uh, almost 12 months. Wow. Yeah, and it has. It has grown. It has grown immensely. We've both gotten better. It grew last night. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but... Uh, la, la, la. <laughs> um, yeah, like Christian said, you can find us all those places he said. I'm not going to re- say them again. But on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever, we'd really love a five-star review. And so would Owen Wilson. Yeah. He hopped into the mic. Write a review, and I'll read it on the show. It'll be great. It will be. It will be. So you can do that. Or you can email the show at sequelmen19 at gmail.com. Instagram at sequelmenthepodcast, I think. Honestly, I kind of forgot, but I think it's that. No, it's that. Twitter at sequelmen19. And Facebook. The Facebook. Just the sequelmen the podcast. Find us, share us, like us. Please like us. We want to be liked. Interact. We got some good interactions and some good downloads mm-hmm. on this most recent. Twilight was a hit. And By the time of this episode, we have over 200. Wow. Nope. 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 We have over 2,500 downloads. 2,600. Really? Over 2,600. 2,600. Over for an entire year almost. Right. Started we from started the bottom. We started from zero. Now we're and here. And because of all the people that do listen, we're, we're at least... Heard. Tune in. We're heard by more than 10 people, yeah. which is nice. That is, it's... Mm. And this next year, we're going to get more, and then the year after that, more, and eventually maybe and we'll become a household name. 
But and even in the off season, we'll be back soon. Yeah, I think we've taken longer breaks. Than we'll be back. Back, back again, again with more recap raps, more guests. Yep. You're gonna more familiar voices. More yeah. MCU summer of MCU and season two. There we season go. We got two. a lot to look forward to. We do familiar voices, more guests, and uh, just one more time, thank you to Marley, our guest tonight. She was mm-hmm. great. She had a lot of really great in, uh, insight, being a, a bookie and a movie er, a movie er. A bookie and a movier. A- a- excellent insight yeah. with our show yeah. here. She's and great. along with our other guests that we've had. We've yeah, had Mikey, Kylie. Mikey, Kylie. And uh, past ones, Joel. Joel, James. James was a great guest Zach for Hunger Coop. Games. Zach Coop and, and Hannah. Absolutely. Hannah yep. Brink, his wife, uh, for the for the, the Spider-Man. And, and I suspect I you might hear them again. F- that he was our first guest, Zach was. Unless you can't. No. Zach Joel and, and Austin. Oh, when Joel we did and Austin. Star Wars, our big launch. Our big, That's true. That is absolutely right. If we want to do more of those. If there's an opportunity to do like a, a show right after a movie like that in theaters, we again, were going to we'll do, do that. that. Yeah, we were. For no but, time to die. But the vid, you know, the COVID didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that's it for us this season. <laughs> we're coming back with a vengeance. <sighs> we cannot wait until the next one, Spencer. That's right, Christian. Because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are and forever will be created sequel. Take fucking care.